Hey guys, welcome back to Beer Buddies. Um, it's been a minute since we've recorded an episode. Uh, I think by the time you've listened to this, we've dropped two episodes much later than when they were recorded. <laughs> yeah. um, just because uh, life got busy, COVID hit, and it's just been hard to find time to record. Yeah. And You guys just have to deal with it. That's yeah, and how it is. we have to deal with it too. Um, <laughs> So we've got a really cool episode that we're doing. We the second episode we ever did was very similar. Um, that was like two years ago, man. Two years ago. A long time. We've been doing this podcast a long time. A long time. Yeah. So we're wow. doing another Goose Island Bourbon County uh, Stout Vertical Flight, except this year instead of having. So last time we did it, there was a 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, and two variants from the 2018 year. Mm. Um, and then this time we just have five standard bottles going from 16 to 20, so 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Um, so we're going to start with uh, this Vienna lager. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, these are the kind of things I was worried about just jumping into these Goose Island uh, stouts. Well, uh, I've still been drinking beer here and there, trying stuff in sack, but you haven't as much. So I didn't want to like shock your palate jumping into a goose. No, I've been style, doing just you know? fine. We've been drinking for the last couple of weeks every every now and again, and um, so I'm, like if we can do this, I mean, no, no matter how much beer you drink, going through, you know, five bottles split between two people is a lot of stout. Yeah. So. Oh uh, yeah, this is heavy. This stuff. makes me laugh. Where we're like, we're gonna do a Bourbon County episode, and so we're gonna start with a Rusty Chain Vienna Lager from Flying <laughs> Bikes. It's like. Different no, beer style, yeah, just to get hey, warmed up and sort of talk about. If you're gonna say no to a, a Vienna Lager, man, I don't know. It's true. If we should well, be on this podcast cheers. together. If drink yeah. bad luck. Oh, very nice. Um, yeah, it was a great warm-up beer. So, uh, go ahead, Chris. Let's uh, let's talk about our our journey with Goose Island. Uh-huh. <sighs> what was it like two? And a half years ago, we tried it for the first time. No, it's like three and a half. It's three and a half. We already ago? had it a couple times before. Before we started doing the before the storing, we did the vertical the, the aging. Yeah. I thought fifteen was it fifteen then? Well, the first like good find. I thought okay. So if my memory was correct here, I think we found it in a store one time and drank it. And I went back to that same store, and I can't remember which point in time it was, but it was recently after we had just first tried it, and the guy had sold a fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. It was just in the same rack like in the in the fridge and i grabbed all three bottles and i was like oh my god this is amazing you know three vintages same price i just grabbed them all so well that was towards the beginning though wasn't it that was when we so first... i guess seven 2017 would be the first year we had it yeah 17 there we go so um the thing that we've always we had always been curious about uh, i wouldn't say always because we didn't really care about aging beer until we started drinking these because on the side of the label the only label on these bottles, by the way, uh, there's some some indentations in the glass, like some embossing in the glass. Mm-hmm. But the paper label just around the neck says that you can age it for up to five years. Mm-hmm. So we were curious, right? And I think we got each other a bottle in seventeen for Christmas or something mm-hmm. like that. And that's the one you you drank it really quickly. And I, I had previously drank mine way too quickly, so I, I knew. What happens when you do that? These are very strong <laughs> beers. We were not. We were a little bit lightweight when we were we, we getting were. into it. And then these are also these beers are fourteen to fifteen and a half percent. Yeah. So it's some heavy stuff. I had a hard time walking for a little bit. Well, Just, that that's what happened to me the first night I drank one too. You can't. 
At least we're splitting these. It's not just one of us doing vertical <laughs> jogging. Yeah. This is like death here. Yeah. Five. When you start talking about aging beers, though, we've aged these ones. These are like our favorites, right? Like we're all about these Goose Island ones. But we've also aged some other stuff and had a mixed amount of success. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say they're all good, but I'd say like a 75, 80% of them are pretty great. Long term, we've aged sours and stouts. Yeah. So long term, um, more than six months. Yeah. And then short term, being two to three months. We've done some um, IPAs for a month or two. Yeah, 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 IPAs. Short, well, two to three months longest is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, some of the new glory stuff comes out really strong, and then if you let it mellow out in like six weeks, yeah. Sometimes that does it, does it some good. You know, does the beer some good, but. Oh, especially those mind shakers. If you let those chill out. Yeah. Those are good. I mean, Ooh. most of the time, beer, like a general rule of thumb, beer is meant to be drank when it's brewed. Yeah. 90-ish percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when it's meant to be had. But there's a lot to be said for a different type of experience by letting it bottle age. Well, yeah, you have to also think about, like, when we were talking about New Glory a second ago, their distribution is huge now. They have a huge beer production facility. They're sending beer all over the place. Yeah. So if they're sending it out a little green, or if you go to the tap room, it's a little green, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be amazing by the time the customer buys it in Raley's in Wairica or Oregon. It's true. So, That's fair. Which we appreciate. I, sometimes I like the greener beers, and sometimes I like to go back in a couple weeks and see how they've they've chilled out. That's kind of like its own experience. Yeah, you know? so for it's sure. cool. Man, we are beer nerds. Jeez. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> we should have a podcast or something. Um. <sighs> So last time, like I said, we'll leave the variants out of the conversation because we did a 15, 16, 17, 18 mm-hmm. last time. And uh, oh. it's been a minute since I've listened to that episode, but I remember 16 being buying away the best. Oh, yeah. Hands down. 15 being a second. 17 being really mellow, and I wasn't sure if that was the way it was stored. Yeah, almost like he he turned it down from a 10 to a 7. And I don't really remember enjoying 18 very much. No, 18 was kind of... So, this is where it gets really interesting. We didn't record us drinking 2019, but I I know that from... So, 17, 18, 19, 17 got kind of weak. 18 was different, in a way. It wasn't weaker than 16, it was just different. 19 was very different. 19 was like, almost they used a different recipe. Yeah. I remember 18, and this is kind of funny to think about. We now have a, a solid amount of 19s. We'll be able to get a solid amount of 20s. We only have one bottle of 18 in our collection, which to put this in perspective, after tonight, I have two more bottles of 2016. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have any, so it's two. That's, and, two. We have, and which is still a lot if you yeah. consider that it's 2020 and that beer was brewed four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we have three bottles, including the one we're going to drink tonight. And then I have two 2017s in my closet. Well, no, one now because we have this one. Or no, no, that's my 17. Okay, so I think I have two 17s. You have two. This one plus I still have two. We have four beers from 2017. We only have this one from 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have one 19. And I bought 419. So we have I'll have we'll have four left. So after tonight we'll have one sixteen, right? Mm-hmm. Well, two sixteens. We'll after tonight we'll, have, we'll still have two sixteens. We'll still have four seventeens. We'll have no eighteens. That's gonna be the problem there. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, we'll have, see. We'll, I remember, I I'm coming into and this is kind of where I wanted to go with this. So I I mean we'll see if if we drink this eighteen. I'm like oh man we gotta find. So we'll buy a couple bottles online. Fine whatever. 
But if it's lousy, I mean, I don't see the point in buying more beer just because we want to do the nerdy vertical. If we don't like the beer, we don't like the beer. Yeah, and if it's not aging well between last year and this year, it's not going to get any better aging longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So So we'll see. I just want to bring it up because um, my anticipation is 16 will still be the best. Uh, second place, I'm expecting it to be 17 or 20. Mm. And then, depending on how those two fall, 19 and then 18 at the very bottom. I could see 20 being up there, especially after ages for about a year. Because yeah. I mean, so we've had all of these beers before, um, and we're sort of flying blind with our recommendation. If 2017 is sort of mild this time. You know, that, that variance is sort of... 2017 could also fall all the way to fourth, and 2019 and 2020 could be better if it just and is actually uh, weak sauce like it was sort of last time. But I have yeah. a hunch that it was maybe the way it was stored. And, um, yeah, maybe. So, but I don't know if 19 is going to be anywhere near my top of, of all the ones we've had, because 19... Okay, so if you guys haven't had this Goose Island uh, Bourbon County style variant, it's it, the, the, sta- the straight-up original... Uh, barrel-aged version uh, normally has tasty notes of like burnt marshmallow or like a vanilla graham cracker, dark chocolate, coffee. You know, yeah, your your standard stout stuff, but then also a little bit of that vanilla marshmallow graham cracker. So in my opinion, when I tell people what it tastes like, it tastes like a s'more or whatever, yeah, s'more, but with a ton of chocolate on it, right? And mm-hmm. like maybe some coffee grounds. That's kind of what it tastes like to me. In 19, beer form. Oh, in beer form, yeah. So. 2019 tasted more like like dark fruit, stone fruits, and dates. Mm-hmm. And so they say it's the same recipe, I guess. But I didn't. I don't know if that's still. If I thought if it's gonna age well, I don't think it'll taste any closer to the other ones. And I still don't think it's gonna be one of my favorites. But we'll see. Because this is over. This is a year old now. It might have changed yeah. a little bit. So the 18, the 19, and the 20 have all been mostly under our supervision. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. The 17 I bought a year ago in a box pack from BevMo when mm-hmm. 19 was released, which means it was very likely stored at the brewery. Yeah, so probably good. Probably good Enhanced. storage. And then 16 has all of the 16s that we've bought have been good oh, so yeah. far. Oh, good. Um, well, it's the best beer of all time in our opinion. Yeah. Um, oh man. And uh, of the beers we've had, I guess. Um, but. So 2016, this bottle has been in my closet, chilling, since 2018 came out. Um, yeah, it's been a while. So it's you know it's been in my closet for two years. Mm-hmm. So that one has been stored mostly well, and I can't and I can't envision one of these bottles being bad, which is that's gonna be a real bummer if one of these 16s is not good. But uh, it's not likely though. It's not likely. So, if you're ready, let's uh, let's crack open the 16, and let's start. We're going to drink them, go from oldest to, to youngest, and sort of talk about what the aging sort of does with this type of beer. Let's see if 16 is still king. So, the other caveat here, too, is that normally when him and I, we drink this Goose Island stuff, it's... It's in a, a glass. This is enough, right? No, that's plenty. Yeah, yeah, we're just doing. So this, this is what I'm talking about. So I'm, I'm explaining to the, the people at home here that normally we'd split a bottle or you drink an entire bottle if you're feeling dangerous, but you'd spend an hour or so going through a 17 and a half ounce bottle. 
you have something like a stemless wine glass, or like we have these beer glasses called the Ultimate Beer Glass. I got them on Amazon. It's got a hop love on the front, etched bottom. It's kind of a bulby looking glass. But you know, we're we're not yeah. we're tasting these beers chilled. The the point with these beers that we've we've really enjoyed with them is is you drink them in a round glass. You have your hand warm the glass over time, and the different dominances come out, like the different different flavors creep to the top mm-hmm. as the beer changes temperature, and it's. It's really exciting. It's one of the things I think we, we really appreciated when we first started drinking this. It's not just a beer. Like a lot of, a lot of beers that you drink a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, it doesn't change that much as it warms up. Mm-hmm. It does a little bit, but not as much as these. And so I wanted to ask you, because we always talk about 2016 as being the best here, mm-hmm. uh, and just drinking it straight up just like this cold, it would be, I guess we should compare it without the warming factor, compare it to some of the other ones that we've had, that we've aged, or some of these other stouts. We always talk about 16 being the best. You want me to compare it to other stouts that we've had? Yes, like other... Because mm. we were just talking about this the other night. We always have these stouts, and we, we say, you know, this is almost as good as 16. Oh, it's almost... We don't, oh, it's so good. Well, so, okay, was, we went through a phase, though, where uh-huh. we were drinking lots of really heavy stouts. Yeah. Um, and when I say heavy, I mean at least 12% ABV. Yeah. Um, we would so, do yeah. four or five bottles in a night. And, and it wasn't that 2016 goose would be better. It was that just the goose island at the end would be better. If mm-hmm. it was, because, you know, we drank 17 for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then we drank 18 for a little, you know, like, yeah. Um, well, 16, 17, you know, whatever year it was, they always seemed to be better. And like, then like towards what, the end of the glass? Uh, well, no, I mean, like, it just... was always better than whatever we had stacked it up against. Yeah, okay. Um, so, like, there was one night where we would we did, like, um, it ended up being like a Moonraker barrel-aged stout and uh, a Sierra Nevada coconut narwhal barrel-aged oh. beer, which is, in my mind, the second best non-Goose Island stout we've we've had. And then another stout that was also really heavy that I couldn't remember, and we were like, man, this coconut narwhal, man, this has to be as good as Goose Island. And then we had Goose Island, and we're like, no, it's... It's not, unfortunately. Yeah. It's close, but um, I think Mallow Blaster by New Glory oh, is certainly that, up there. Especially uh, aged, man. We was... aged it, and we just finished, killed the last can. It aged for uh, about a year and a half, almost two years. Yeah. Oh, that was a really sought after one too. People went nuts for that it was one. Eight dollars a can, um, but you know, having sat in my fridge for about a year and a half uh, and drinking it, like, you know, it's sixteen ounces. It's almost as much as this Goose Island is yeah. as far as like actual like uh, volume. Volume, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I would, and this is sixteen dollars. Like to spend eight dollars, half as much for Mallow Blaster, and it was fourteen percent ABV. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, it's a good it's a good alternative, I guess. Or so here's my question. So that's, when I said the caveat is we're not drinking these slowly or in. You know, letting them warm as much as we would, like when we drank Malibu oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. or when we drank the other variants, but themselves of Goose Island, the the verticals, uh, different years, or like the other, you know. And it's kind variant. of cold outside. So it's, it's a little chilly. Hard. Yeah, we're we're drinking 16 right now, straight out of the fridge. Like it's it's chill. It's probably like 42 degrees. So, with that being kind of, we're, we're drinking this to kind of refresh our memory of what it's like. But but we've had these other beers more extensive. I guess more intimate, you know, mm-hmm. drinking experience. So, definitely, I could see here. Man. Let's get this over with. Cheers. Mm. 
Oh. Yeah. So it's really popping out. Very smooth. Uh, unbelievably smooth. Oh, man. It's like drinking velvet. Hint of stone fruit, but really getting a lot of that marshmallow and graham cracker. Getting a lot of dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. A lot. Like, I feel like you've been into a dark chocolate bar, and it had a little bit of, like, vanilla powdered sugar on it almost. Like yeah. A little bit. Woo! So we don't get to compare is what I'm saying. We had Malablaster. We split that can, and we drank it over you know a little bit of a time, and it warmed up, and we had the whole flavor change experience, the whole thing. And that was fantastic. I think if possible, if we had a time machine, the only way to compare it would be to do the same thing with this side by side, which we, we can't really do. Right. Oh, take our aged bottle back to 2016 yes, to have and, a fresh and bottle. Drink it over like half an hour and then drink more. Yeah. So that we have to we have to disclose that as being 100%. a difference. But I think Malablaster, we're talking price point. I don't know. I think I I still think I would buy one of these bottles. I Maybe. mean, I would absolutely still buy one of these bottles. But as yeah. far as like, is Goose Island 200% better than? Well, I don't think it's 200. It's not twice as good. I'm gonna say like, if this is the A plus, the 100%, then the Malablaster is probably an A, A minus. Yeah, I'd give it. You know, like 93, 94 in, in comparison. Which, oh. I mean, for half the price, it's not like I'd never buy Goose Island again. But, mm. um, I don't know, man. Sometimes I just want that 100%. You know, so I, I think I would true. still be buying this beer. This is fantastic. Yeah. So so here's here's the plan tonight, guys. I don't think we disclosed the plan. We're trying a little bit. I mean, what's this, like three ounces of each one? Um, trying them all through, the whole vertical, uh, so we don't get trashed by the end of the, the tasting. You know, almost doing like a small flight. And then we'll probably talk about how they stack up, because we always do our, our rankings. But we'll also have beer left over to kind of duke it out and Yeah, bigger. try it again. So if we did this in the summertime, it might be... Uh, interesting to see how the bottles warm up on the table, which would be similar to how they'd warm up in your hand in a glass. But since it's December and it's well, it's, it's warm, it's like 50 degrees out. It's not cold, cold, but you know we're not going to get that same effect. So it will be interesting to see after tasting them all and seeing which ones, you know. Yeah. Because the palate, your palate does adapt or does change slightly between each bottle. So the transition between 17, 18 might be different from the transition 19, 20. And you can go back and try 16 and 20 side by side. That might be a whole new, whole new thing, you know? Sure. Like, it's going to be really interesting. We'll see. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're going to kind of wing it and see what comes of it. Mm. All right. But, uh, I well, mean, I'm, yeah, we'll, we can try them however you want to try them. Oh, yeah. I will be floored if we come out with a beer other than 16 as king. This is just amazing. And, and I think we still have another two bottles, right? Which is even, you know, even if 16 mm. might not be the best beer we have tonight, even if it, the fact that it can come close four years after the fact yeah. <laughs> from it being made is still pretty incredible. Oh, it yeah. doesn't hit like a 15% beer. No. Stout tastes it's... like it's probably 7 or 8%, but it has the boozy quality of like a double-digit stout, but it... Does it remind you what happened to 15? Because 15 was a couple years old when we drank it, and we thought it was kind of boozier than 16, but very similar. Do you think this is kind of trending down that same path? I could, to me, I, I would could say see slightly it. yes. Yeah. I could see so. it. I could definitely, um, you know, and that's the great mystery. We don't really know. Because some people claim that, you know, 15 was like really the year. But that's funny because we both, hands down, both we said 16 was better. Mm-hmm. So, so, but my whole, my point would be, the, what if that bottle of 15 was stored poorly? 
yeah. You know, and we just yeah, we just hopped on the bandwagon yeah, a year late. Maybe. Which I mean, too bad, so sad. Well, Hell, you changed my mind. Sixteen's the goat. You know. Um, remember that bottle or that that six pack of monkey knife fight I found at the gas station in Placerville? That was two years past its prime. <laughs> I thought I found a deal of century, but no, it was stored very poorly. Stored in warm warm uh, summer heat, and it tasted kind of like a blue moon Belgian white. Belgian wit, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Which is highly inappropriate for a uh, pale ale to taste like a Belgian <laughs> sure. wit. So, American pale ale to taste Belgian. It yeah. did taste Belgian. It was a little bit weird. Your yeah. dad liked it a lot. Oh, yeah, he, he loved it. Uh, so, that was my, my goal, my topping, talking point for 16, would be the other beers that we've aged. So, we talked about Malablaster. You touched on the fact that we've talked, or we've aged some sours. Which was your favorite sour that we've aged? I think we've only had one that we've aged, one sour that we've aged. I thought we had a couple. It was grape, oh yeah. Okay. And then, well, you're oh, sorry, you're still aging the cherry, oh yeah. Yeah. Because um, we didn't end up aging Key Lime Goza from New Glory because we drank through it. Oh, that's right. Damn it. Okay. Um, and then the honeydew from Trax. Well, the honeydew stayed in my fridge for about six months. From I think 7. it didn't really change much. I thought it was... Amazing, fresh, and amazing yeah. at six months. Like it was great. The uh, the grape, oh yeah, from Track Seven sat in my closet for a year, and it wasn't particularly sour when I got it, but it was more sour after we aged it, and it actually mm -hmm. did it some good. Yeah. Which yeah. I think those Warhead beers that we just had from starts with A. Artisan ales. Artisan ales. Um. Is it artisan? Something. Look it let's, up. Let's Google. Let's let's not do this on our first podcast in a few months. <sighs> Sorry, you said arson nails. I was like, is that prairie arson nails? Or is it? Oh, I kept wanting to say ale works, but that doesn't sound right. Ale works sounds good. Hold on. Um. But anyways, those ones they're they're candy inspired beer. As Chris is looking up, the, you know, from the the old warhead candy that's super sour. That's the candy. Okay. Um. Artisanal Brew Works. Artisanal Brew We're close. Pretty close. Artisanal uh, Brew Works. Uh, we were trying to get a hold of those for a couple years. A couple years. And they turn out to be really mild, just really kind of like, more like juice than a sour in a lot mid, of ways. Yeah, they're kind of mid-range. But they're if you had really... aged a four-pack of that for a year, it'd probably come out a little bit more sour. There's still some on the shelf. We can do that. Um, you know, like, I think that's sort of how the sour works. So, I mean, when you say my favorite sour, I mean, I have some other Ogias sitting in the closet. We haven't really closet. We haven't that. done okay. a ton. And we also don't drink barrel-aged sours as much. Yeah, they're really, like, a slap in the face, man. They're sour. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know that I want to age those as much. Um, okay, so what other, I guess, uh, as far as the, the aging at home, what else have... Uh, well, we had the side table. We had those brand new, didn't we? We didn't drink those aged yet. Nope. I still have bottles of them sitting in my closet for two years. Oh, man. That's, I think... When did we have those? Two years ago. Really? Mm -hmm. Did we put them on a podcast? Nope. We had no? it right after we did... If they were, they were on the New Year's episode we did. Okay, because those were amazing. Um, those are the most complex oh. beers we've tried. If anything has a chance, like a really, really serious chance of dethroning 16 Goose. Just those aged side tails? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, those are Revision, right? No, Great Basin. Great Basin. Same city. Oh, boy. Well, same area. They're both from Nevada. Okay, Great Basin's also pretty um, awesome. They're great. I'll say they're great. Yeah. Um, 
Oh man, those were good. Woo! And that did change. That that's another good one to have slowly. Yeah, Those ones I would almost insist that you have to drink and let them warm up because not only is it like even splitting the bottle with someone, it's still like drinking three beers, but over the course of 45 minutes, it's almost like drinking three different beers as it warms up because yeah. like they yeah. had the tasting notes were so intense. Like even reading it, like this, there's just this long list of things. And you're like, man, there's no way I'm going to taste all of this. And at first you don't. And then after sitting with it for 10, 15 minutes, like, you notice, like, oh, yeah, there is a lot of stone fruit in this. And then mm -hmm. 15 minutes later, the stone fruit's less prevalent, and there's, like, like nodes of, like, apricot or whatever it is. And you're like, mm -hmm. how do they get apricot in this? Yeah. And then you'll get, like, some other bitter flavor coming up. There was something like coffee or something that jumped yeah. out towards it when uh -huh. it up that we didn't expect after the fruit. Yeah. Were, it was nuts. It, there it was, was nuts. Uh, no, the flavor wasn't nuts. It, it had kind of a nut flavor, but the flavor, I'd say the flavor <laughs> change was crazy. That's what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of depth. Probably the most explorative. Well, the way that stuff adventurous brewed, too. There, that's the there you go. It's a very adventurous beer, but uh, well, that's the most adventurous tasting we've we've gotten to do thus far because it changed so much. I couldn't reckon, but I mean, that's what the temperature would do for it. Yeah. But by and large, man, Goose Goose Island is still king. Um, they're from Chicago, for our listeners who don't know. Um, oh, man. And this beer comes out on Black Friday every year. Um, not only... So, like, not only do they come out with the normal one, but they also do some variants, which most years have been... Since we've known about it, most years have the variants have been a bust, and it's like $28 a bottle. Yeah. It was really frustrating. But the 2020 variants, man, if oh, there was a good it. thing that came out from 2020, the Goose Island variants might be the highlight of my 2020. Like, oh, you know, the one I wished we had tried after trying. So let me uh, let me take a sip of my beer here really quick. I think we're almost ready to move on to 17. Mm -hmm. okay. It's so hard to drink this fast. But at the same time, I'm totally okay with it because I want to enjoy it. But we have four other beers to try. Yeah, man, this is good. We this still have half a bottle left. I know. I'm just saying, like, this taste won't be in my mouth for a while. If we it's the other ones, I just want to enjoy this. Like, it's just so nice. Anyways, what I'm saying, the um, the other variants, like, usually they have, like Jordan said, they're in Chicago. They have some variants that only come out in Chicago and some that they sell on uh, Black Friday in stores and wherever else. Oh, but, sure. Uh, was it last year? We tried to go find the uh, Reserve. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, the reserve version has had vanilla in it or something like that, and it was aged for 18 months in Elijah Craig bourbon barrels. Oh gosh! Which sounds amazing, right? But they only released it last year at at the place in Chicago. This year, you could go and buy it. They have a whole bunch more, but you have to go to Chicago and buy it. So we're not going to do that. Uh, they had after we tried the other variants, we had what Kentucky Fog, which was like a sweet tea or Earl Grey tea. Um, Bourbon barrel aged version of this beer, mm -hmm. amazing. The uh, wheat wine version. That oh, the, the, like apple pie, apple caramel cinnamon wheat wine. Oh man, that was good. And then we had the uh, founders edition, which was like the uh, maple pecan one. We had that one over here by the mm -hmm. fire, and that was great. So 
Last year we had that was a chocolate coffee orange cr- peel Does, thing. It was okay. The wheat wine two was years really, ago. Oh, it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Last year was cherry and wheat wine. Was last year was the black cherry. Yeah. I don't remember there being another variant. I remember they well, had black cherry and the regular. The, we had the wheat wine though, didn't we? The barley wine. Or that no? was with the orange with the chocolate two years orange ago. one. So la- that's okay. So now there was an orange coffee one last year too, that we didn't get, because we said well the orange coffee we tried not good. We're gonna try a different one. Oh okay. We got the cherry. Cherry was good. Um, I really wanted that limited last year. I was like, uh, you know, it's okay. It's okay. We got the regular goose. It's fine. This year, trying the variants, the one variant that we didn't get here was the Spumoni ice cream inspired one that sounded incredible. Can you order that online? I tried. I couldn't find it on the website. But after trying these, doesn't that sound amazing? Uh, like, yeah. After, <laughs> holy cow. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. But it's also made by it's, it's inspired by an Italian ice cream recipe, Spumoni ice cream, but it's made by an Italian uh, beer maker, I think, at the Cusano plant. Uh-huh. If I read their website correctly, it's like authentic, like it's really it's like pistachios, uh, strawberry something. I can't. It's oh, it's pistachio cherry, vanilla, I think, which sounds really oh man. I was hoping I could find. You can only find the empties on eBay. He's he's looking at empties. I mean, I'd smell a bottle for five bucks. I bet it's really good. All right, I'm, I'll, I'll be. It's kicking in. I feel it. Just drink it. We're gonna sit for a minute. And I was serious about smelling the bottle because as soon as we cracked open one of these a couple years ago, I have hoped. And dreamed that they would make a car air freshener that smells like these bottles. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, for boy. Sure. So, imagine having it, your car smell like whiskey and hot cocoa. Like a, a chocolate latte or something. A little bit of coffee in it. Like all the time. Like when you go to Starbucks, order hot coffee, put it in your car. Imagine if your car just smelled like that all the time. Oh, man, that'd be amazing. Oh, Delicious. Delicious. I'm going to... That'll be one of my goals. I'm going to try and track down Spumoni. Spumoni Goose Island. Yeah? On eBay or something? Uh-huh. Or, yeah, because... You can also still buy that 17, 18, 19 vertical online, too. Yeah? Yeah. Man. Uh, on wine online delivery, you can buy the Goose Island Burby, Bourbon County Reserve Rye Stout from 2019 for 80 bucks. Ooh, 80 bucks for one bottle. Boy. <laughs> I bet you it's good, but not. I don't know about 80 bucks good. I don't know, dude. That's like we can get like 18 year age Jameson for 80 bucks, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Alright. Oh, I thought I almost found it, but it's fine. I'll look for it later. You ready for 17? Crack it open. You pour it. Alright. You brought the odds, I brought the evens. That's right. This is going to be interesting. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know, I'm just, I'm just going a little bit over the, over the bottom. Just a little bit. There we go. Stick that one yonder. Stick that one in the oh. oh, you pretty much poured the same. 
Yeah, see, I got you, I got you. You nailed it. Sorry, yeah. I'm being... Ooh, smell this one, though. Okay, but it smells so, more mild than the last one yeah. smelled. 16 on. was really kind of had a strong bitter to it, too. And this one doesn't smell like it does. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, my. Okay. This one tastes sweeter to me. It doesn't have the bottom end. No. It doesn't have the bitter. 16 did. This is much better than the last 17 we had two years ago. Yes. This is also, uh, I think, in a in almost a, a slightly negative way, a little bit smoother than 16 because it doesn't have that bottom end. It doesn't mm -hmm. have the full body feel. Very, very smooth. Very. It's still good, but it, oh, I, to yeah. me it's still it's emptier than 16. Yeah. It's not that full-figured beer, you know. It is sweeter. It is a little sweeter. Very similar taste. This one has a little bit more, not so dark chocolate, more of a milk chocolate taste maybe because of sweetness. Yeah. But the bitterness from the sort of dark chocolate thing is there. It's just much more mild than yeah. 16. Yeah. This beer is nice because if you don't want to, you can just taste, you just drink it. You just, whatever, boom. It's heavy. But if you sit and think about it, you can dive deeper into the flavor as it breaks down in your mouth. It's there. Yeah, I'm also, this is one of those those bottles, I was hoping, hoping that, you know, what if miraculously mm. that one bottle 17 we had was a dud and the rest of these 17s turn out great. And then we have this collection of 17s because we're about to burn through the rest of the 16 collection. Yeah. Um, I'm okay. So, but this is pretty solid. Not as good as 16, but not that far off. I think the other bottle that we had, we had like when we did this two years ago, we saw a bigger gap between 16 and 17 than we do today. Or would you say it's about the same? I think okay. It's only smaller because this bottle of 17 is better than the bottle of 17 we had two years ago. Most likely, yes. But yes. The, the gap is still substantial. Like, it's not just first and second place. I'd still put it at first and two and a half. Like, to me, it's yeah. it's 2016 Goose versus everyone else. Yeah. But I think this, this beer is still better than most of, if not every other stout we've ever had. You know, like, I yeah. still think, like... Yeah. Like I think, I think Mala Blaster and Coconut Narwhal could com compete, mm -hmm. but I think this one will edge it out. So I've been trying to wrap my head around this. Uh, so do you, do you think 16 would edge out those two? Or do you think 17 would still be better than I think Coconut Narwhal? I think 17 would edge those two out as well. Just barely. Okay. So this is where I'm kind of I've been trying to reconcile this in my head because these aren't variants. These are yes. the beer. However, okay. the only thing that we've had, I would agree with you, Coconut Narwhal would be very, very close to 17, was a limited edition variant off mm -hmm. the original that was also barrel-aged. To get close to this, this barrel-aged standard. What are you saying, then? So I'm saying, like, we had Coconut Narwhal, okay. Mallow Blaster with okay. chocolate and marshmallows mm -hmm. added, 
Um, to me, it's sort of the podium. It's sort of the, the, the barrel-aged stout podium for me yeah. is sort of... Well, I don't think Mellow Blaster was barrel-aged. Oh, okay, so just... So that's that's good even, for it, though. Um, Great. It gets, even, yeah. yeah, it's not even barrel-aged. Um, <laughs> it's not barrel-aged, and it was a pastry stout, just so... Yeah. It, but it was at 15... It's 15.5%. Yeah, but the flavors were there. Oh, man. But that's what I'm saying. So that one had a lot of chocolate, marshmallow, a lot of stuff, which they actually... I think they... Did they actually add marshmallow to that one? Yes. So this beer, they don't add things to it. It's Correct. just the way it's brewed. It's kind of blows up. my mind. So for other beers that we've had to get close, they've had to throw extra shit in the brew. Gimmicky things, exciting things, you know, tweak it a little bit. Almost like putting your beer on steroids to get close to what these do. Just straight up. Yeah. And that's what I've been trying to wrap my head around until tonight when I re- realized we're talking about this, this you know, stuff. Coconut Narwhal. Uh, see, I thought you were it. about to, to throw in that... In this vertical, when we're talking about stouts, we now need to throw in one of the variants, and you're about to, like, make a claim. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying, like... Which... Fine. Then I'll make the claim, because I thought we were about to be on the same page. Go. Go for it. I think Mississippi Fog might be better than some of these beers. Oh, Kentucky Fog? Kentucky Fog. Better than the originals? Maybe. I think think it's possible. Oh, maybe. That's the... That's the the tea infused one, right? Uh-huh. That was Girl good. Yeah, this is really so, good. So here's the the well, he's saying that too because he's now he's from the south or from the Midwest. He's a Midwestern guy. He likes him some sweet tea. Uh, so. That's true. <laughs> that is really good. So that's my point is that's a swanky beer. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like that was... like sixteen and seventeen are classy. That Kentucky mm-hmm. Fog was swanky. So here's so is that Spumoni one. I haven't even had it. Swanky. Okay, so here's my Here's my comparison. This is going to be really interesting, and you're going to laugh some more for you to put your beer down. So, thank you. I think 16 Goose is Heidi Klum and sweatpants and a t-shirt. Okay. Great, very great. In order to compete, you would have to put like Emma Stone in like a Versace dress and tons of jewelry and tons of makeup and you know what I mean. Like, I'm a big fan of both. That, that's my point. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That the the variants or the coconut narwhal was very dressed up version of narwhal to get close to even being in the same ballpark. Because this isn't even the reserve. No, this is just the straight up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm talking about. Like this this Goose Island the standard is so good. It's just such a good recipe. And they make it really well. Yeah. Oh. The only way very, to... uh, you know, we we try to play to our female listeners. I don't know that we succeeded in that that metaphor. So so we could. Emma say... Stone has to be dolled up to be cute. Oh oh no no so no I I'm a fan of both. I'm just saying. Um maybe maybe uh. The uh. Sixteen Goose is Henry Cavill from Superman, where he like legitimately had mass and he you know did his shirtless scenes. Ladies liked it. Didn't even shave his chest. Nothing. He's just straight up. And then, you know, Jason Momo, he's a big guy. He probably worked out a whole bunch and, and got close, but, you know, he's all fancy dressed up with tattoos. He's taller, you know, but then Aquaman wasn't as cool as Superman. So, you know. It's true. That's, you know, it's, but then and there's Superman's also. Superman's lame, so. Um, no, 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 he's cool. But there's a little bit of preference in there, too, I, I would suppose. So there's, that leaves room, like what we're saying, a little bit of personal preference. Sure. I think. There was another beer that we had that was really close to 16 Goose, and it wasn't Coconut Narwhal. It was something else that we had that was barrel-aged, but I can't remember what it was. But it was really good. 
Saitel might be the only one that would knock it off the podium. And that would be it. But Saitels are good. I can't think of anything else. Saitels are a dark horse, but those Saitels are so intense. Yeah. That I would I would drink. I'd very likely drink. There's a reason those bottles have been in the closet for two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Trying to get them to mellow We've been out. having goose every year. Mm-hmm. Multiple times a year. Model blast. You know, like. Ooh. I'm gonna let this warm up in my hand a little bit before I drink the rest. Great. So this 17, I just now took a sip. It's a little bit warmer than it was when we poured it, and some of that bitterness came out. Some of that, a little bit more body. So, it might be a temperature thing, which then you know 16 might have more body. It's still going to be more of a full beer, but I think 17 might have a chance to redeem some of itself. It's doing great. A little bit of heat. It's yeah. doing great. Yeah, it's holding up. This is definitely better than the last time we had it. Yes, I had this this bottle and the. the the two bottles I'm most nervous about, well, one was the 17 and it is the 18. That is the bottle I'm the most nervous about. The 18? Yeah, I don't remember liking 18 very much. <laughs> well, at least it's one and done, Jordan. <laughs> Knowing my luck, is like if, if 2020 could encapsulate a year, I go in thinking that 2018 is going to suck and ends up being the best beer I've ever had, and then I can't buy any more of it. Yeah. Or we do like we did with Viking Funeral and drop it on my garage floor. Yeah, the concrete still didn't ever go back to the right color. No, nope, that's the, the memorial. <laughs> if you seek his monument, simply look at the floor. <laughs> nice. Superman, for those who don't know. Oh. Okay. Yep, I'm there. Dude, oh. I just, just thought you were being funny, but... No, I, no, no, no. That's that's a totally... I, I was being funny. I was hilarious. Uh, you guys give me so much crap about Superman, but you don't even know anything about him. You know, what you, know what, you don't know why? Do you want to know why? Because you guys are you know, no, not nice no, no, to me. No, 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 that's nothing to do with you. Because I'm, what, what is it, what is it? Because no one cares. Oh, <laughs> man. You know what, though? You walked right into it. I wish, <laughs> I wish we had, uh, we could phone call Miles right now. We should call him right now and ask him why he never watched the director's cut. Like he said, it was. that was the deal. He was supposed to watch the director's oh, Miles, cut. Oh, Miles and I talked about that. Yeah? Yeah. Did he, he never watched it, though. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like we can call him right now on this. On I already the, know why though. I already know why he told me why he didn't watch it. Why? Because no one cares. Oh, ah. Dude. <laughs> oh. Twice. <laughs> how many times can you stab someone before they die, Jordan? That's what's going on right now. Yeah. Like how many more times are you gonna break my heart, man? Oh. <laughs> oh. So good. I watched Up. That was Up is great. Deal. That was a good movie. That was good. Oh, you're right. That was there was a deal that, that was struck. That, that those was, are sacred in the Growler Gang. That was I the will, deal. Miles, I know you listen to these. You have to watch it. Yep. You have to watch it before Snyder uh, cut of Justice League comes out because I'm trying to prove a point, guys. All right, I'm trying to prove a point, and my yeah. point's not going to work if you don't. Oh. I didn't. I didn't strike up a bargain. Teach these keys. Teach these keys. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man! If Miles, I'll tell you what, if Miles watches it after this semester, after my spring semester's over, I will watch it. Wow. Okay, so maybe after we crack open eighteen, we should talk about life in Oklahoma. Oh sure, we can and, and the se- seg- there segue and... while we're yeah slowing down a little bit. We can do that. Yeah, Miles, be be thankful I'm not calling you right now. Right now. Yep. 
<laughs> on air cameo. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, his two episodes that he was in, was it two or three? We had him in a couple, and he's, he's good. And you, and you guys did one without me. Well, we did... Uh, he's on two, uh-huh. and then you guys did one without me. The so zombie episode. Oh, that was great. That was such a fun episode. Uh, how did it finish? How did 17 finish well, for you? I'm not done with it yet. Okay. I'm doing it in little sips. This one, for some reason, 16, I could drink a little bit more Some of the of bitterness has come out more as yeah. it has sat. Because it warmed up a little bit. Right. Um, so 16 didn't have any of the syrupiness that we sometimes see in these. 17 is getting a little bit of it in my hand. It's getting a little. It's almost like it's thickening up or something. This one tastes kind of like, like if 17 had like a less talented little brother. Like that's kind of what six. Or, you know, or 16 yeah. had a less talented little brother. That's what 17 is to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of it's the little brother. Yeah. I'm getting so okay. So I've been holding on to this thing. I've been tilting it too, so my hand gets like a lot of contact with mm -hmm. beer. I see. The oak is coming out. There is a little bit of an oak or a charred wood. And I do say oak. Well, that changed more over time than 16 did. So yeah, that's it did. interesting. So this was so much better than the last bottle of 17 we had. The last bottle of 17 was unbelievably flat. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, and two years later, to have the opportunity to try a beer from the same batch, and to sort of, because last time we kept talking about, like, you know, we don't know how these were stored, this could just be the beer, we don't really know, and now we kind of mm -hmm. learned. Yeah, it's got a lot to do with how you store it, and this one was much better. Uh, Redemption. Redemption for 17. It has mm -hmm. happened. Redemption. Congratulations, 17. Yep. I think it hangs with the beers now. 17 used to be kind of a weak point, but now I think it's it's hanging with the... Well, and that was sort of the thing, is 16 Goose was the goat, and then 17 for a little bit was weak, was the and then 18 was not good. <laughs> 19 was better, and 20 solid. Was, uh, well, how I remember, I remember this big little per, like parabola-looking thing. Yeah, they're getting back to the roots in 20. I can't wait to try that one compared to 16. Side by side, man. Oh. All right, let me catch up to you here. Smell this. Smell this one. See if it smells any different to you. No, it smells the same. Same as yours. It's, okay. To me, it's still too mild for what I want the nose to be. A lot of dark chocolate. A lot of oak. Um, to be honest, 17 will be fantastic. The other bottles we have, super stoked. We have so many of oh, them. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Um. Oh boy. But I. Uh, it's it's like 16. If 16 had more flaws. Yeah. You know, it's just like if, if 16 had some things that were slightly wrong with it. But, you know, we're talking about razor-thin margins as it is, so we have to be picky. Like With a lot of variables. With a lot of variables. Man. Well, there's a 17 I have that was held by the brewery. So at some point we can do... Should we mark that one? So it's, it's, in, it's, it's still different. in the case. Okay, there you go. Okay. So... And this 18 was held by the brewery. If this 18 still sucks, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. Um, even though I'm kind of expecting it to. But we could do a side-by-side. -side, oh, well, next year if we end up doing a vertical, we can pop open a 16 by that 17. That specific 17. Yeah. And see if, and that's what's oh. funny, because we don't know how these 16s were stored. Oh prior to 2018 so it's like a mostly well-stored 16 versus a perfectly stored 
17. Like, and it oh, right back to what man. we're talking about, where it's like, can the Avengers take down Thanos? Like, oh. <laughs> 2016 Goose, trying to rule the world, one beer at a time. Yeah. Okay, so here's, then you get back to uh, Avengers. Um, 2017 is Thor with Mjolnir, and 2016 is Thor with uh, Stormbreaker. Okay. Yeah, they're both pretty solid. Arguably the strongest uh, Avenger, you know, depending on who you ask, right? In the Avengers, but, you know, not not too uh, different. Just one of them just hits a little different. Yeah, just some nuance. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm really glad we're doing half the bottle at a time. Yeah. Because already I'm like, whoo, boy. Feeling it a little bit, yep. Not even halfway yet. About 40% of the way done. <laughs> oh, we might be in trouble. Well, last time we didn't finish the beer, and we tried to do six bottles. So that's why when yeah. you're like, well, next year could be our first six-year vertical. I'm like, well, one, we're missing a 2018. And two, I don't know that it matters because... Um, if you listen to our podcast and we don't know who you are and you like Bourbon County Stout, please reach out to us. We're looking for a third person to, to take this on with us because oh. it would be so much easier to split these bottles three ways. You know what we talked about in one of our last podcasts? Really, four ways. You see this? Soon like, if split. we all just did, like, half a glass yeah. and split them all four ways. You know what we might have to do? When I joked to my dad about this, we might have to have him come out here and do a sample of each one and just see what he thinks. Uh, not, he won't do it on the air. There's no way. No? I'm, just we'll just not tell. We'll just we'll pull a Logan. <laughs> just not tell oh. him it's going. <laughs> That's just not very nice. But hey, Logan got to be on the podcast. And he had a good time. Had a really I can hear time. Miles's laugh right now, <laughs> like because I know Miles listens. And like, oh, damn, Logan. that's just doing Logan dirty. No, no, no. We did him a favor. No, you you did all of us dirty that no, night because no, the second you're like, well, no. we've been recording. Oh crap! What did I? You might need to edit that. Well, it's all right. You get to, you complete the pint. <sighs> Not when it's recorded. Yeah, it's fine. I guess especially when it's recorded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had all four members of Growler Gang in there, so it was legal. Okay, so this is 18. We got 18 going down. It already doesn't smell as pungent. It smells a little weaker. Mm. There's like a prune thing that hits it. And a really sweet dark chocolate, if that makes sense. Like, this is the sweetest beer. But it's also, like, the flattest one of the three. And this yeah. was stored by the brewery. As far as... For only a year. flavors, yeah. This For is... only a year. It came out... This was bought when 2019 came out. And mm-hmm. it came in a box set from the brewery. So it was yeah. held by the brewery. Yeah. So, if 17 not held by the brewery is great, 16 not held by the brewery is great, in 18, when we got it, wasn't great. And this one has been held by the brewery in age for years, not great. 18, man, like, that's the Thor 2 of the MCU, you know? Yeah. You know, the Iron Man 2, also not super wonderful. It's unfortunate that Thor 2 had so much character development for such a movie. Yeah. Right? So, this one it smells the least out of all three of them. Yeah, it kind of smells you know, like... smells the least isn't really a sentence. Yeah, it smells but, the least. But it also... <laughs> if a smell was a verb. Uh, to smell or not to smell. The fewest aromas. But I don't, it does smell the least. That's the, the end of that sentence was. It's not really a sentence, but it's also correct. Yeah. I'm educated. 
Educated. I'm educated. I paid a lot of money. I've paid a lot of money <laughs> to a place that says I know what I'm talking about now. I've paid enough money to where I can make up my own sentence structure. <laughs> my own words. My own That's syntax. really education. I paid enough money to give this piece of paper that indicates you should think, indicates you should think that I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And the punchline is none of us know what we're doing. And we're all like, oh, this yeah. guy's going to be great. I'm glad you think so. Wonderful. And thus it smells more. <laughs> nice. There you go. That's what we got there. My uh, other word that I don't know if you guys have heard of a podcast, strategicize. That's one of my new favorite words. No, that's that's on here. Yeah, that's, that's one of my words. Trademark. Yeah. The act of making something strategic and planning and yeah, execution. Me and Chris, when we talk about our beer trips, strategicized. Yeah. I mean, to put this in perspective, like you and I, I kind of talked to you about this. Maybe, I don't know if you, you thought about this at all, but like when we talk about bringing in someone else to do this, to drink five bottles of Goose Island in an evening. Well, even with one more person, if we brought two more people. Okay, so we say we brought three more people. There's five of us. Tonight, we're each drinking a whole bottle of Goose by ourselves across the whole well, night. Which is three beers. But, so it's not... A, it's doable. Which but is that's super still doable. a lot. It's still, like, it's still a decent amount of alcohol. So I would argue that three Coors go down a lot easier than one of these. That is very true. And so... That is... Oh, that's very true. And it's so... Well, and it's really four and a half Coors. Because this is 18 That's ounces. Right. So one bottle is four and a half beers. Yeah. So to drink five bottles, then, we're talking at we're talking 22 and a half. Yeah. So we're almost killing it. Well, we're killing a 24-pack between yeah, people. Between you and I. So if we had a third person, it would be super manageable. We can drink yeah. eight beers in an evening, no problem. Yeah. Um, it's just these are so complex. Oh, man. Yeah. But I think, you know, outside of our beer trips, you know, where we drink all of that beer in one day, this is the second most intense thing we do. It is. I would I would agree with you. Uh, as far as... Close third being when we do our brewery days, when we'll go to a brewery and oh, just chill for the whole day. Yeah. But those are now. just so much fun. And this is a ton of fun, but because everything we're drinking is so complex... And there's really no pacing yourself when everything you're drinking is wine, basically, because it's 15%. Yeah. Um, Are you talking about the not just the ability to sit here and try to have a decent conversation while getting intoxicated, but the complexity that it just burns your palate, right? Is that we're talking yeah. about just it just taxes your palate, just tasting all these flavors continuously. Yeah, you know, and like if we're at some point a, you kind of just get burnt out in the sense that like I would rather tip back a couple of Vienna lagers and do a bottle yeah. of this at the very end. Yeah, oh, you know, man. like it tastes like water by that point. Um, <laughs> It'd be like nothing. Uh, or like you know, oh. like a Vienna lager, a couple hazies, sour, and then one of these. You know, like yeah. doing like a mixed portfolio Ooh. in an evening. That's doable. Super doable. But to like go through five bottles, even just between the two of us, is like, well, you're still basically drinking a 12-pack. Yeah. More or less. Mm-hmm. Just alcohol content. But I, I, the other thing that's really hard to put your finger on until you drink one of these is you're drinking a 12-pack of like something as complex as a lot of the really high-end wines. There's a lot going on. And so it's really easy to toss back a 12-pack of Budweiser because it's it's beer water. It's, it's a lager... It's not as complex. It does have complexity. It has flavors and, and layers, but it's not 
Like if if a Budweiser had four layers, these have forty layers. You know what I mean? Like it's just the magnitude of the complexity yeah. is just so high for these. I mean, and I, I really want to overstate for our listeners, like even like your graduation party, we had a keg of hazy hop goblin yeah, and we oh, we so good. we drank at least a twelve pack of that each. But yeah. that was even, fine. That was easy. Um just chilling. But that is significantly harder than drinking Budweiser. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, significantly harder. But I think that was easier to do than drinking through these five beers. 100%. So. And that, 100%. Was, a, that was a hazy IPA. A really, it was a, It's a really good hazy IPA from Fort Rock. The original recipe with, I think, Mosaic, Citra, and Eldorado. Very good combination of hops. Delicious. Oh, goes down. It doesn't go down easy. It's, it's one of those beers that if you appreciate hazies, you definitely can appreciate this one. It's got complexity. It's got flavor. It has some body to it. The hot blend is fantastic. But it's definitely, like, that was perfect for my, my graduation party. Just chilling. We barbecued a little bit. We're hanging out, you know. Grab a cup of beer and hang out. We had red solo cups. We didn't do, like, glass of glasses. So, you know. Yeah. But that was perfect. We had enough. Uh, we got a six keg, and that was enough for all of my friends and everyone. And I think I had four beers left the next day. So it was, like, almost a perfect amount. And, man, yeah, we drank a lot that day. A lot of beer. Yes. Still easier than drinking through these five. And there's there's, there's no small task. Uh, I mean, there's a reason. Like, we're really a bottle and a half in, and it's kind of like, whew. Drinking through these five bottles is a lot. So... It's really just like if some if your friend was like, yeah, I drank two and a half bottles of wine last night. I'm like, well, you okay? You going through anything? Or you're like, yeah. oh, I killed a whole bottle of wine by myself. It's still kind of like, Ooh, oh. four, four glasses of wine. You yeah. know, like, whoa. And that's kind of that's really what we're talking about. Is yeah. like, yeah. At the end, of, like if I tomorrow I go to my mom, like, well, how was last night? I was like, oh yeah, I mean, Chris drank two and a half bottles of wine. It's like, well, yeah, you okay? You struggling with anything? Or like, yeah. It's like, no. So I guess that is the difference because a lot of beer drinkers drink just over-the-counter Rayleigh's beers, which is not, there's no problem with them. There's a lot of variety. Um, it is much easier to drink most beer varieties than it is to drink most wine varieties. And with these, we really don't have a choice. There's not like we can just slam all these beers. I, if, if we slammed all these beers, my, my sensory system might be overloaded. I might pass out. I don't know. It would be too much to try and chug one of these bottles, man. Well, no, it's not. I got relatively close when I drank mine in 25 minutes. That's 25 minutes is really fast. That's just just so you guys know, that's that's like drinking an old vine Zinfandel entire bottle in 25 minutes. That's that's what we're talking that's, about here. Well, it's basically a glass of wine every six five, minutes. Yeah, five <laughs> or six minutes of, of a really complex wine. Like I don't know if I could physically chug this beer. It's so thick and so. It has so much body to it. Not without it, getting know? sick. No, no, no. You, you would, your body would freak um, out. It's a zipper. Like, it's a sipper. Definitely. Ooh, like, it's just not meant for that. Even this 18, which is kind of meh, you know, it's, it's still a lot. Yeah. Uh, 18 is what I remember it being. Yeah. It's like, you know. I want to see. I'm really curious now to see how this 19 has aged because we were not happy with 19. I mean, not. Okay. I was happier with 19 than I was with 18. True. But we were not happy when they said it was the same recipe. It's not. It, there's no way. There's no 
way. Well, you know, beer challenge moment, and we'll find out. Now that we put them all next to each other, we'll find out if we're right or if we're wrong. Because to me, there's a huge pivot point at 18. Yeah. There just always has been. Yeah. Um, the flavor profile is the major shift. It's, it's a completely different direction. Almost. Not completely, but it's heading there. 19 so is a different if, direction. Interesting question. What yeah. if What if the recipe is the same, but the suppliers for the ingredients are different? Okay, so here's... Or what if they change brewing? Machines brewing or machines. head brewer or something? Yeah. So, so this There's is, lots of really good things is, to think about. So... I think I said something about before we opened 18, we were going to talk about something, and I forget what it was now. We were supposed to talk about going to Oklahoma, but I don't really care. Okay, um, so here's here's what I want to um, talk about then with you is, remember when, it was a couple years ago, I think it was 18, the Paradise Fires happened in Chico, and the resilience recipe became a huge deal. Yes. People were brewing resilience from all over the place, yes. everywhere. So, I was in... I was here for you the were Paradise here for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't Oklahoma yet. Yeah, so that was that was an interesting time. Well, you and I have always argued, and people always ask us, well, how do you know they're better? Like, well, I think this brewmaster makes beer better than that brewmaster. But how do you know who's a better brewmaster? Well, then Resilience provided that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it did. The same yes, recipe. Yes, it did. You're talking, that's the question you just asked. Different suppliers, different equipment, different brewmasters, different water, all this stuff. Everything's different. So how close could you get the recipes? And it was really interesting to see the deviation. And so not just deviation between breweries, but when you go to like Moonraker and you drink their resilience or you go to like New Glory and you had their resilience or I had Loomis Basin's resilience, mm -hmm. it had a, a characteristic. You could taste the brewmaster's signature almost mm -hmm. in each beer. And that was really interesting. Yep. And I don't think we're going to have a window like that ever again. I'll let so, see them all. I think maybe maybe saying that there's a two-year window with 1819 where this brewmaster was different. Yeah. I mean, and even maybe 20 is a different brewmaster. And there's three different brewmasters in, you know, the bookends mm -hmm. for the year range we're talking about have a similar style. Mm. I don't know. There's just things to think about. Where maybe, because they know more than we do, maybe this is the same recipe. So I know the wines in California changed. They always change when you change your atmospheric conditions from year to year. The oh. fires and everything. I don't know if Chicago had something similar happen between 17 and 19. To where the beers would taste that different with the same exact ingredients, same suppliers, same water, everything. But there's something might happen. It's always possible. But I guess this is why we kind of like doing this: is that there is so much variance with the, the same recipe. The organicism of beer drinking has always been very, very appealing to me in a weird way, where it's like it's kind of lame in the sense that like when you have a Sierra Nevada, you want it to taste like Sierra Nevada. Yeah. And most of the time it does. But if you really pay attention, each time you drink it is really in a very nuanced way. It's own experience, depending on... Like, if we drink Sierra Nevada Pale Ale in December versus drinking in July, it's going to warm up faster. Mm -hmm. um, you know, depending on the type of glass you have it in. If the glass was chilled ahead of time. Mm -hmm. How the beer was stored. How, yeah. like... There's so many things that yep. change everything to where most of the time it's just Sierra Nevada, and that's why people say, well, hey, shut up and drink your beer. But 
The only pushback I give to people like, oh, you're a beer nerd. It's like, oh, God forbid I pay money and enjoy it thoroughly. Yeah. You know, to like, know what you're paying for. Thoroughly enjoy my experience mm-hmm. and to be aware of my experience that is different. Like, yeah, there there is a sentiment of, like, I get it. Like, sometimes I think I should just shut up and drink the beer. But... You do sometimes. You go to a restaurant or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when it's not but, COVID. Um, you know, there is something that's really, really fun, at least to us, about sort of acknowledging how everything's different. And it could be anything. Like, every time you cook a burger, the burger turns out just a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, like... Like, even, like, okay, it's Christmas time. Like, I wrapped a present for... I got my, my sister-in-law and my brother... Uh, a Settlers of Catan variation. It's a okay. uh, board game, for those of you who don't know. Really great board game. And uh, I wrapped it. When I wrapped it, I was like, shoot, hey, I like, threw down on this wrapping. Because normally, like, I know how to wrap a present. It comes out looking like a boy wrapped it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this one, it turned out pretty good. And so before my sister was like, hey, Nate, this one's for you and Krista. And hands it. And I look at my sister-in-law, Krista, and I was like, hey, check out this wrapping. I did pretty great on the wrapping. And she like kind of rolled her eyes, like kind of giggled a little bit and was like, uh-huh, I'm sure. And then they put the present on. She was like, actually, hey, this is pretty good. It's yeah. like, you know, every time you wrap a present, like, it's different. Every yeah. time you do, every time you heat up a freaking Hot Pocket, it's different. You uh-huh. know, like, uh-huh. you just people don't think about it like that. And yep. um, motive of the po- or motif of the podcast, I will challenge you all to slow down enough, especially in 2020, to sort of enjoy. Well, I guess now we're going to 2021. 2020, we're going to 2021. Yeah. yeah, don't lose what you learned in 2020 or what you, you could go. have learned in 2020. Yep. Um, but like, enjoy. And by the time you listen, this probably 2021. Um, but you know, slow down and enjoy your experiences. Oh, you know. I have a segue into 2019 that would be great because I jumped on the bandwagon. I signed up for HBO Max and Disney Plus and a couple of things recently. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. One movie that came out the last couple of days, not Wonder Woman 1984. Great, because I don't know anything <laughs> about it. I was really worried you were about to do that. Um, no, no, going. no. Uh, Disney Plus uh, released Soul. Hmm? Have you seen it? Not yet. Oh, is it good? Man, that's a so. I was nervous to watch it because you know the whole premise, right? What's the premise, Jordan? Mm-hmm. It's a guy who dies. I saw the preview. I don't. And I his just, his soul is that little fuzzy. So, have yeah. you seen Inside Out? Yeah. So it's like those little fuzzy internal. Yep, I know so that. If those are all wrapped up into one, that's your person. That's your soul. And so he has to go through like the post life experience. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be like. The Good Dinosaur, it's going to be really sad. I don't want to watch this movie. It's going to be really depressing. Uh, but he's a jazz piano, right. pianist uh-huh. who teaches uh, middle school bands. At a, you know, he's a middle school music teacher. And then he dies. <clears throat> and he's got to figure out his way through things. And there's a part where he's helping another soul, another, like a very, like a before it's born, like a before it's a baby, like experience things, like like the feeling of sunlight or like the you know colors in autumn or things experiences like you're saying mm-hmm. like that's a whole big part of that movie is is not just you know everyone's working everyone's always pushing towards this goal this thing we never really sit and just 
take a second and, and like you're saying, enjoy your experience. Like if, if you microwave your hot pocket, just to sit there and eat your hot pocket and taste the different flavors in it, or like you know, <laughs> yeah. like you were drinking yeah. this beer here. We're, we're we're taking an evening. This is you know just after Christmas. It's nice. We're hanging out. It's a nice night tonight. We're just enjoying this beer, tasting through all of it, and you know. And 2020 gave you half of the equation. Oh yeah. 2020 made you sit. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you chose to enjoy your experience is yeah. I don't know your oh, yeah. life for people who are listening. I don't know your life. I don't know like sitting's hard and the context in which you were forced to sit caused a lot of hardship. I don't want to diminish that. But uh it with the the forced circumstances of having to sit, there has been the overwhelming opportunity to sit and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Gratefulness is always a posture rooted in choice. Yep. Um, yep. Regardless of how you want to cut it, I say this as someone who is constantly very ungrateful for the lots of things I have. You know, this is coming right after Christmas, um, uh, and uh, right after you know a month after Thanksgiving. Like I am consistently unthankful and consistently ungrateful, like so many people. Um, you know, I try to be very thankful. I try to be very grateful, but there's so much work to be done as far as how I process those kinds of things. But yeah, you know, 2020 has at least presented the opportunity. It's like yeah. I would just, because um, you know we get teased a lot from people who are like, oh man, just shut up and drink your beer. I'm like, all right, I mean, just oh. so you know, I might not say it out loud, but these thoughts are going on in my head. I was like, man, this is so cool. Like, even the experience of you know, Chris and I, we've talked about this a couple times. If we were able to drink uh, Sierra Nevada Torpedo uh, six minutes after it finished fermentation, filtering. Or filtering, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have to finish filtration. It was, it was about to go to bottles, like it was about there. It was six minutes after it finished that, or at least it was six minutes into when it could actually be tasted. Yeah, uh, they told us filtration. I, I mean, literally, I mean, we were six minutes from the freshest beer you could ever try from Sierra Nevada. And how many people have ever tried beer from Sierra Nevada that was six minutes old in the first place? You know, like that's just ridiculous. Yeah. That's Outside ridiculous. of the people who work there, yeah. probably very few. Yeah. I would I would rec- I would even say like probably fewer than twenty five. I would uh-huh. say even very likely single digits, but probably fewer than twenty five. Yeah. On a, on a tour that we booked and just by chance happened to be the only two guys on the tour. And that experience we don't oh, even like seeing about a torpedo, but that experience was pretty dope. I think it's pretty good. We like mosaic or the, the tropical torpedo. Tropical torpedo mosaic we pops. love. Cinematic torpedo we think is fine. Yeah, we don't really just we don't, but we don't like it like Chris. When have we ever bought a six pack of torpedo? We haven't together, but I bought a couple. Of torpedo, like yeah, I like it here and there. Because if I usually end up with torpedo, it's usually because I bought the variety pack. And it was oh in yeah, there, it's fine. Which is fine. It's yeah, I think the regular pale ale is just such a good beer. And if I'm going for Sierra Nevada, it's going pale ale, tropical torpedo. Miles loves it. Uh, I think it's pretty great. I, I mean, Miles I had, will say no, but two out of the five times I've been to Miles's house, he's had torpedo in the fridge. He hasn't had it lately. He's on the craft beer bench. He, he's the next four pack kind of guy these days. Good for Miles. Love you, Miles. Yeah, um, and he's on a huge sour binge. There's one time I hung out with him recently. We drank whoa, sour whoa, whoa, whoa. sour binge or juice binge. Sour. These were legit sour. He's on the no, basic no. bitch sour binge too. No, that's just from claim steak. 
No, no, oh, 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 you, was... you take, you take, no, you put some respect on Clam Steak's name. Oh, don't great. you do that. However, that sour, just add juice, was literally juice. It wasn't a sour. And that's my Clam Steak? It was Clam Steak. Yeah. And Miles loved it, and I said, Miles, this is fruit juice. He says, yeah, I know, that's why it's so great. I'm like, that's not a sour. It's not a sour. Uh, it's, it's just not, but he has legitimate, like we drank, drank Triple Howley Punch, that was good. We drank Goes of the Destroyer from Fort Rock, he said, well, that was good, we agreed. Um, and we had one more sour that night. I think it was a, a nectarine from Almanac, nectarine or a peach. Okay. Nectarine Almanac peach cobbler. Almanac makes some good stuff. Uh, you know, Alvarado Street. He was on the one that jumped on the Alvarado Street sour. They're not better than Track 7 sours. Okay, so not what I'm talking about is that couple of weeks where they made five or six sours that were amazing in a row. And he jumped on it before I did. He was on top of it before I even knew what was going on. Okay, that's so. fine. Alvarado Street's great. Have nothing but love and respect for oh, Alvarado Street. Oh, man, they're good. They're so good. Their sours are not better than Track 7 sours. We will not be a prisoner of the moment. They've been coming out with wonderful beer. They are. Mm. They definitely have our attention. They are not Sour King because Track 7 did that. They didn't do the volume you're talking about, but they were coming out with the best sours in the Sacramento area for three or four years Easy. Consistent. Well, Alvarado Street's not Sacramento, is it? Is it Monterey? No, they're Monterey. But yeah. they're distroing. Yeah. So, and most of what we see from Alvarado Street that looks good ends up coming here. True. So, I will say, at least the cam releases they advertise, most of what we see comes out. So, until we start seeing sours that we're missing that are only open at the brewery, they're a bigger brewery than, than Track 7. I'm even willing to hear the pound for pound they're a better brewery than Track 7. I don't like them more, but they can be better. There's a there's a nuanced argument I, there. I don't like their non-sour beers as much as Track 7's non-sour beers. Same. That's... But they're not better sour makers than Track uh, 7. Maybe okay. they've done better in the last 90 days than Track 7. That is fine when it comes to sour making. But Track 7 is still sour king in this area as far as okay. I'm concerned. In this area, yeah. All right, so I'll tell you about who's the sour king, but I'm going to open 2019 while I do it. Does that sound good? The Sour King, in my opinion. Um, the Sacramento area. Oh, actually, not the Sacramento area, because it's Track 7. I don't give a fuck. You. <laughs> uh, who, okay, best sour brewery, pound for pound, that you've, you've encountered. That I've ever been to? It might be a tie between Great Notion and Track 7. I, I do give Track 7 some props. They're very good. The best sour brewery yeah. you've ever been to. Okay, so. Great Notion or Track 7. Because we went to Cascade. Cascade has it's a serious, they're a serious craft beer brewer. I just think that we had a better time at Great Notion. I like the beers there. They, I think they were better. I just, I don't know if, if I'm, I'm not a sour snob. I haven't drank enough sours to be really, really, really mm. critical. I enjoyed the Great Notion sours more than when we were at uh, Cascade. Okay. And I've enjoyed Track 7 sours quite a bit. So... All right, I get it. I definitely get it. To me, the best sour brewery I've been to is Cascade. Yeah. Um, they definitely have a huge variety. What? They have a huge variety. You know, and, and it's all they make. Barrel aged and. I mean, it's mostly barrel aged, really intense and... sours. I will tell people like you have to be a sour snob to even kind of have close to a good time there. Mm -hmm. And Chris and I can do. We can hang with sour snobs, but. A lot of that stuff is still very challenging for our palate. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's why I, I made sure uh, to. I was very specific with my words here when I said. No, I, I agree. I notion. completely agree. Oh um, man. 
Great Notion is a better brewery to me, but I can I cannot even utter the words that Great Notion makes better sours. I just can't. I just can't. No? I just can't. I can't, I just I, I don't know. And this okay. Is, so, so to me, I'm I'm not gonna let my own limitations in my beer journey okay. dictate to a brewery That's like tr- like to kind of slight. I don't know. Like because uh, I know right now if I gave broke. you fifty bucks and said you could buy anything you want from any sour brewery. Right now, which fifty bucks would include some of the really expensive bottles that Cascade makes because they make really high-end stuff. Would you buy one of those, or would you buy something? No, because from... they're overpriced to me. But um, then, would you buy something from Track Seven that was, you know? Sure. Yes, I would. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That, that's my point. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, I, I think you made um, a good point. We don't. We don't have the palate to appreciate it entirely, but I still enjoyed. Sure. You have to, I didn't say most enjoyable. I didn't say brewery that makes the most enjoyable sours. Well, I didn't I, say brewery I, of sours you enjoy the most. I said who is the sour king that we've been to? Yeah, or that we've at least drank from. Mm. And to me, it's Cascade. Like I don't even know how to dethrone. Like they're so uh, like. Yeah, it had to. How be many green. breweries make beer beyond our palate? Not many. But then. Okay. What's what's to decide if it's beyond our palate or if it's not good? Okay, don't muddy the water with semantics. <laughs> because they're, because they're in business and they only uh-huh. make intense sours, and yeah. they are in Portland, Oregon, and their beers are distroed mm-hmm. nationwide. And their tasting room looks like a Denny's. Kind of. That's fair. More like um, a Mel's. More like a Mel's. That's more appropriate. <laughs> um, but I wanted to order scrambled eggs. And their sours were sold on Tavor. True. Which is a national beer distributing app. True. So, I don't know that I have to say they're good, but I know enough people have said that they're good to where they are renowned as one mm. of the best sour-making breweries, not in the country, so, in the world, Chris. In the world, okay, okay. I was about to say... They are thought to be p- perhaps the sour king in America. It sounds like you're setting me up for failure here, because I, I didn't enjoy it very much, because it's way out of my tasting abilities. I didn't set you up for anything. It's, it sounds like you're making me say that you're Cascade wasn't good. You're an adult that gets to good. make your own choices. Uh, I, my, no, no, I think Cascade was... I actually were, really enjoyed Cascade. But Cascade... Going to Cascade is like doing a, a Berman County vertical. It's not for kids. Um, and you should go for, and enjoy the hummus and have a glass and uh, not do... We did like two flights there of sours. Yeah, that was a bunch. Of barrel-aged sours. Okay, so I, I think that's a huge reason why we lost a lot of steam in Portland because we yeah. did like six barrel aged sours apiece. Yeah, that was quite a gnarly. Oh man! In the context of also having seventy five other beers in a day, tasting them, but like we did Cascade almost halfway through. Yeah. Well, nineteen. Cheers, my friend. Drink or it's bad luck. Huh. This one changed quite a bit. So the aroma is similar to that of 18. Yeah. It was uh, less pungent. It has the bitterness of a 17 and the prudiness of an 18. It's really bitter. Yeah. Even maybe the bitterness of a 16. It's mm. a bitter. It's a, it's, a, it's a bitter. It's a bitter beer. Um, woo! To me, it's better than 18, but I wouldn't put it anywhere near 16 or 17 yet. No, it's not the same. So, sixteen. We're gonna start great. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna call it an audible. 
Um, I'm ready for it. So 16. Uh-huh. Stripes. Go. Mm -hmm. 17. Let's go, Junior. Little it's a sheep. Little baby goat. <laughs> and uh, 18's bad. Yeah. 18's like if you had three kids and two of them were like like 18's the one that gets like uh, like Ivy League professors making six mm -hmm. figures a year and the other one like tries to open like a shitty weed dispensary and you're like uh, what happened between like these what happened. There are some good weed dispensaries. We're talking about shitty weed dispensaries. Shitty one. Like he's just yeah. oh, he's just trying to make a quick buck. And you're like, bro, what happened? Um, and then 19. Okay, let's even reroute a little bit. Let's grade these zero to 100. Which for our audience, this is a fun fact. You get way more accurate results and a more accurate perception grading zero to 100 than zero to 10. True. Because, at least I've noticed in this last semester, when I told people, hey, grade it based 1 to 10, mm -hmm. people were like, 7, almost an 8. And I say, okay, grade it 1 to 100. They're like, well, probably 70, maybe trending towards 75. Mm -hmm. That extra 5% is a whole different perception of like, mm -hmm. we're actually not almost an 8. We're yeah. actually, instead of C, we're C minus to C. And we're not, we're not trending not towards C plus. No. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we're a solid C. Mm -hmm. um, so 2016 to me is 100. I have zero complaints. Zero complaints. Yep. I've had zero complaints. I just it doesn't change. 2017 to me is, is I'm gonna give it a 95. I was gonna say I'm gonna give it a 92. Um, because I'm gonna give it an A. Okay. I'm well, I'm I'm giving it a minus, but 18 is like the 67%. Yeah, yeah, I was going to give it a 65. My car broke down on the way to the final, and my dog ate my homework for the last midterm, and I didn't have time to do two of the homeworks. And, like, and instead of, like, the title for the final assignment was wrong, like, it still yeah. said Philosophy 101, but this is an Engineering 2.0 mm. final, you know, like... There you go. 2019... It's probably a C. I'd say 78 to 85 right now. <sighs> 75 to 85, even... I'm going to, we're, we're very, and here's why I don't know, because I'm two sips into it, mm. so I'm going to gauge it, but I, I think it's better than 18 and substantially worse than 17. So, fun fact. So, we'll call, we're going to split the difference on these. Well, I said so 2019 was like a 75. 100 plus, mm -hmm. I said 95, you said 92, we're going to call that 93.5 for 2017. Mm-hmm. And then you said 67, I said 65, uh -huh. so we're going to do plus 66, mm -hmm. we're averaging out our scores, and then we're going to wait and see. We're going to see how Goose Island actually grades on this Bourbon County Stout. Well, 19, I'm giving it a 75 right now. You're not, you don't even think it's going to change? Surprisingly, I think this tastes way more similar to the 16-17-18 spread. Then the last time we had 19, we thought it tasted more stone fruit and sweet. So, would you say that maybe we were full of it a little bit, and this is the same recipe? I think we had a bad bottle. I think so, too. Because this is this is definitely the same recipe. You can taste the similarities, the slight differences. At least a different bottle that yeah. tasted very different compared to these bottles. Um, they even smell similar. I don't even smell dates or prunes or anything in this one, you know? That eight, 18 to me was pruning. But I remember 19 being like, we're like, no, this is not the same beer. Like, we were adamant. And it's really hard, of, as much Goose Island as we drink, to get that confused. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure we're 
we knew what we were talking about. This definitely tastes like Goose Island. The dark chocolate's very prevalent in this. A little bit more stone fruity. It kind of it, it's it's it sits like 18. I don't know what happened to 18, man. 18, they just got it wrong. Yeah. It can be the same recipe. Like that's fine. I like, but whatever we tasted in a year ago is like this is not the same. Well, 19 a year ago was not. The that's same what I mean. Yeah. But like with 18, 18 was a little bit pruny. 19 still kind of like stone fruity, trending towards pruny. I don't a know. A little bit. 19 is more along the lines of what we thought it would be, though. The, the I'm just saying the one we had last time, we might have to completely expunge that from the record. That last 19 sure. that we had a year ago might have been a very, even though we bought it brand new, might have been a very bad representation of what this beer is. Because that this one seems to be along with the family line, you know? That's my point. 18 is still the weak link. I think 17, it picked up the pace quite a bit, you know? With this different bottle that we had, it's very different. Um, I'm curious to see, because I just bought a bunch of 19s. This is one of the new ones that I just bought uh, yesterday or two days ago. So these were stored at a, at a store for a year. So with 18 being so bad, it looks like... 18 has no excuse. 18 has no excuse. But yeah. it's so bad that I don't know when we're actually ever going to do a full six-bottle vertical. Because if you can age it for five years, if you can age it for five years, plus the yeah. year it comes out, the max you can do on this is a full six bottle vertical, which I stand pat that if we ever do a full six bottles, we need to have a third person. Uh, yeah. Because that's two bottles of wine per person at that point. Well, we just started this one. I'm feeling it pretty good. We still have another sample after this. Mm -hmm. And then we only drank half the booze. Boy. But don't wait. Or I mean, don't don't worry. Wait, we're gonna have my dad do a. Uh, cameo on this and see if he. Can. Oh, you're, you're you're set on that. I'm gonna do it because he he says we're full of shit and we don't realize what these taste like from year to year as we try them as they age. He he doesn't think we're we know what we're talking about. He told me that he asked me that. How do you even know? Okay. When when did he ask you that? Like a month ago. Uh, I think so. So we made a lot of progress with him on hazies and uh, you know he likes uh, some of these German varieties. Of course, he loves German beer. So I think we made you enough progress on You know, the tape recorder in your pocket has always done, or even my pocket, has done well. I'm just saying leave it right here and we'll get them as a little, he, we think? have little tiny uh, flight glasses I've, I've collected from different places. You're like, all right, Dad. Sit. Come on, so Dad. Here's 16. Here's the goat. What do you think? Bro, I can still hear Miles laughing right now. Like, I can hear Miles. Because like, <laughs> like, Miles knows Kelly. Uh -huh. oh, that's gonna we'll get him to try them. They taste different. They do. They taste different. I just wanted well, to try 16. Like... like he doesn't believe us that 16 is, like, the best beer we've ever had. Our favorite. I guess our favorite. Not the best. Our favorite. Because everyone, you, you get no, those people. No, this is the best beer I've ever had. No, no, no. This is what I was going to ask when we're talking about Cascade and so, whatever else is going on. But okay, there are a maybe lot of I people, don't know that it's the best. Because I haven't right? compared it. I haven't done a side-by-side -side comparison. But here's the asterisk is that a lot of people that we know and people that we don't know that we're on Facebook groups with, Say Pliny the Elder is the best beer ever made, and we no. know that that is not correct. No. So, you know, that's fine. I will. I will say we have to trash Pliny. We do it on almost every single episode. Sure. So, so here's the caveat of it's the best beer of one of the hardest styles to make. Yes, that we've had. 
and it ages really well. And it ages well. Which changes it. So, it's a, so it, there's a the longevity fresh, argument, which oh, is what happens in sports. Yeah. So the reason to me it's the best beer is that this beer was made four years ago. Mm. And it's, it's trashing a beer that was made three years ago. It's trashing a beer that was made two years ago. It's trashing a beer that was made one year ago. And it's probably, probably going to yeah. trash the one that was released last this a year. month ago. And that's just from the same line. It trashes every other barrel-aged stout that we've had. We've, it trashes we've, every other well, thing. And here's the thing, though. We kind of hit on it with Excuse this. Me. Like, we've stacked not even 2016 Goose against. Like, we've stacked 2017 Goose against other competition quite a uh-huh. bit and goose island every time we've done it, it has it. wrecked it's not yeah. even close it's not even close yeah and the two closest ones we've had are coconut narwhal which if goose if okay so if you call 2017 and 92 uh-huh what's coconut narwhal barrel aged coconut narwhal it's probably 90 somewhere between 90 and 93 depending on I would agree. If we're gonna age it, or we're drinking it that's fresh, that's about that's about two. But like, you know, content palette, whatever. It's very close. It's very close. Yeah. Okay. Now, how would you rank Mollo Blaster in comparison to the ninety-two you gave? That's the scale we're on. Eighty-eight to ninety-one. Correct. I hundred percent agree. Variance for palette, variance for time of so day. So even if we got rid of twenty sixteen Goose, which mm-hmm. is more than half a letter grade behind. Based mm-hmm. on our average, right? I put it a half letter grade behind. I gave it a 95. Those other two beers are still a step behind. Yeah. And, like, holy cow. Holy cow. Yeah. And, like, they're better than 18. They're better than 19. These other beers that we've had. Yeah. But, to yeah. me, like, Goose Island, Bourbon County Stout, by and large. And this is kind of why I'm averaging out. Like, let's see what the grades are across five years. Because maybe it's not Bourbon County style. Maybe it's just those vintages. Like, that's actually what I want to establish is now that Ooh. we're doing this vertical. Like, maybe it really Ooh. is just the vintages that we okay. had. Because 18, there's a reason we only have between the two of us and the close to 20, maybe pushing 30 bottles we have between mm-hmm. the two of us, bottles and cans in our fridge that we're saving. Probably 20 to 25. There's a reason why we only have one bottle 2018. And there's a reason why when you gave me bottle 16, I was like, oh, shit, this is good. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, that guy has, I think at that point it was four more bottles in that shop. And the next day I drove and bought Mm -hmm. all four bottles. Oh, that's right. You know where that was? Rockland Bottle Shop. Rockland Bottle Shop. So... Uh, the other place I was going to give a shout-out to, uh, which is where I bought these 17s and the 19s from, Smartmart. Mm-hmm. Same owner. We we really appreciate uh, – can I give him a shout-out real quick? Can we Go shout for him it. out? Okay, so Go for it. I bought – We went there today. Mm-hmm. No, we, we went to Rockland Bottle, Bottle Shop. Me. We went to Rockland yeah. Bottle Shop. We went to one of his businesses mm-hmm. today. Well, I went there – I went a few days ago to get some 19s. We talked about what we need for our verticals, and we said, hey, we get, we're short on 19s. And I went. They bought. I bought four. I think four bottles of nineteen, and uh-huh. this nineteen is is good. It's not bad. He stored it well. Plus, that's where we got. I think that's where I got the seventeens from, and those are good. And so we we appreciate the fact that he. What knows did you grade this at? Nineteen was. You gave it a seventy-five. Uh huh. Yeah. 
You, you're, this, mean, is, this is better than the last one we had. That's what I'm saying. The last one we had, we got it from BevMo. And I so, think this is equidistant between 17 and 18. Yeah? I have this at about an 80. Well, my whole point was that, that when we tried 19 a year ago, it was brand new. We didn't really like it so much. I think this has aged really well. And in order to age a bottle properly, make it come out really well, you have to age it or store it in the right conditions. And that's I'm trying to give him a shout-out and say, hey, you 100%. did a good job. Fantastic. 100%. You, you know how to treat your beer. We, re, we really appreciate this it. This 2016's turned out great. Yes. So After being aged there and a closet. Yeah. So I think between... Um, Which means, by the way, I know just as much about bottle aging as Rockland Bottle Shop. Oh! <laughs> yeah? we split the difference on this. Mm. Well, that and uh, you're, one of the 17s we're going to try from that was aged by Goose Island. Versus 16, the great yeah. showdown. Yeah. So We should do it when you graduate. I just, I just want to... Say my appreciation because we go to different you know bottle shops here and there and they don't always store the beer correctly and I've had problems with some of the beers that I've tried like we just had that Hua Hua whatever hazy IPA from Knee Deep and there's a possibility strong possibility that it was not stored correctly it did not taste very good it's also a possibility either and that, for our listeners yeah. either it was not stored correctly or Knee Deep put out crappy beer which I I would do a coin toss fifty 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 and but, that's unfortunate because Knee Deep mm-hmm. used to be used the to king yep. of the Sacramento brewery scene. Yep. But I think that I didn't buy those at Rockland Bottle Shop or Smart Mart. I bought them at a, a random local place around here, and not a lot of guys pay attention. I've actually saw I saw a bottle or a can. It was a can from I wish I remember the brewery. So what happens when you drink? But it was a can from a place I want to say in Oregon. And they, they had it called the Cold Chain. And they had their phone number on the can and said, hey, let me know if this beer has broken the cold chain because it's it's brewed, it's stored cold, it's shipped cold, and it should be stored in the refrigerator. If you buy it warm on a shelf, call us and we'll we'll figure it out because we're trying to keep the stuff That's cold. dope. Right? Because what happens with a lot of these craft beers, Jordan, they're not pasteurized and they get put on a shelf and they don't age well. It's not... Well, even so, um, as a bartender, I had the privilege of touring Rubicon and talking to their head brewer. He was talking to me about the brewing process, and I was talking to him, uh, and it was fairly early in my, uh, fairly early in our beer journey. Like we were, mm-hmm. couple like pretty green, couple breweries in as far yeah. as like actually going, and um, we were like new to the term growler even just to like really be transparent. Like, about, well, that's a lot of beer. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. And so I went with, you know, I worked oh, at Red Robin man. and bartended there and we go to Rubicon and we're, t- we're talking about it. And I was like, uh, I was talking to head brewer and he was like, you know, you have to think like the way you pour my beer matters so much to me. It's like, why? Hit me with it. Just explain it to me. Yeah. Like, so, if I put it on, if I put it in a keg, I lose anywhere from two to three percent right off the top from kegging it, compared to what I have if I just leave it in the fermentation tank and it goes straight to the tap. Which is how they used to do it, right? Was it Rubicon or was it? Well, they place? The, well Rubicon had both. Like they had okay. fermentation tanks that would go, and for other beers they would keg things. Ah, that's right out of the fermentation tank, man. That'd be. Yeah. Sweet. Yes, oh. they had. Wow. Um, that's why Rubicon, as much as they went out of business for like reasons I won't get into on the mm-hmm. podcast, 
like they 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 knew what they were doing. It yeah. was not because of yeah. carelessness with their beer. They made wonderful beer. Um, and uh, he's like, you know, we take two to three percent off the top. He's like, when it travels, if the people don't store it correctly, two to three percent off the top. Mm-hmm. He's like, then you you know when you tap it, if people aren't handling business. Maybe another two percent off. You know, like when mm-hmm. it's in the K, like if there if it isn't being stored at the right temperature in the keg room, maybe there's yeah. another potentially another two percent off the top. Mm-hmm. And then if you pour it and you don't pour it correctly, we're talking another two to three percent off the top. So we're talking anywhere from eight to twelve percent off the top of my beer. He's like, so I need you to make up like if it goes from instead of eight to twelve, what if it's you know six to eight? Or six to nine percent, or five to eight. Like if you can eliminate some of those things, if the restaurant stores it effectively, we're talking anywhere from five to seven percent, four to six percent, or something like you know, like yeah. whatever it ends up being. Like how do you maximize the quality of the beer we're actually putting out so you can sell more of it? Yeah. And that always stuck with me, which is when I really got into like how am I pouring the beer? Um. Well, you have a saying too, because we always talk about this. Uh, getting an A minus, ninety percent, that's really hard. That's that's admirable. But the work required to go from ninety percent to one hundred percent is crazy. That's it's a little bit of change for a huge difference. Well, I would say that. So well, so really. So the nuanced argument is for me getting a B, getting an a B minus even, getting an, doing getting an 80 on an assignment is actually 65% of the work. Yeah. Going from 80 to 100 is the other 35% of the work. And the further yeah. you go up the scale, the more exponential. Yeah. It gets. Whereas you know going from 80 to 90 is probably another 8%. And there's probably another 22% wrapped up in going from 90 to 100. It's just so much harder. Like, it's just the, the yeah. idea of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. But that's what the guy from Rubicon was talking about. If you just give a little bit and they store it in a truck when it's cold and you put it in the fridge at your work right away mm-hmm. and don't let it sit in the heat, I mean, that's a, maybe 3 to 5%. But that's a huge change in the quality of the beer. Certain, well, and fun fact, right? like whenever I used to have to clean the keg room at Red Robin, mm. I have to pull all the kegs out of the keg room, and as long as I worked super quick, they were only out of the keg room for 15 minutes, which is not That's enough. Totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine. But even with them only being out of the keg room for 15 minutes, we always had an extra rack slot. That was an empty rack slot. I would always pull my M- my extra Rubicon keg and rack it <laughs> instead of for you, buddy. Instead of pulling it out, I was like, I won't even let your beer sit outside of this this keg room for 15 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. you care that much? Like, I don't give. Like, Blue Moon and Core is like in Stella. Can sit They're out. all pasteurized. They're not gonna change much. It's fine. It's fine. But this dude had a talk with me about how passionate he was about his beer changing. Yeah. It's like fine. I'll rack it. I won't even pull it out of the keg room. Yeah. Which, like, to this day, I still think that like. So if it was kegged, two to three percent off the top. Mm-hmm. And if it was transported incorrectly, two to three percent off the top. If I poured your Rubicon beer, mm-hmm. but it was stored correctly when you got it, it was and always stored correctly, correctly and, and you poured it right. Yeah, yeah. You got a ninety-five percent. 
94, 95%, anywhere 94 to 96% was sort of the range. Mm -hmm. And that was if it was if it was transported poorly, you got 97, 98. Mm -hmm. We you know we don't really know. We're talking about diminishing returns at that point. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. I always took a ton of pride that at Red Robin, I used to tell people like this is the second best place you can try this beer. Yeah. I stored it better than anyone, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Stored it better than anyone. <laughs> like, uh, um, so I got a question for you. Okay. About kegs. This is a really interesting question. Oh, okay. Kyle, this one's from you. You stumped me with this one. I feel really dumb, so I'm going to pass it on. Oh. Um, before we open 2020, because this is the last one we have to open, we can go back and revisit some of these uh, beers and how we feel about them. But mm -hmm. if you took a keg... Okay. Pick, pick any any beer you want. Whatever. Okay. A full keg, a half okay. barrel. Okay. And you shot it into outer space. Mm -hmm. So there was no air pressure. Would it explode? Probably not, but it would freeze. Why wouldn't it explode? If you didn't have the outside air pressure pushing on it, why wouldn't it explode? Why would it? Because you have like like if you if we took you Jordan and shot you in outer space you would explode. Okay. Your body has equilibrium with the ambient air pressure about fourteen and a half psi, so that your skin and blood stay in your body. Okay. If we body. shot it into outer space, it would probably explode just between the sheer velocity and altitude change at such a quick rate, probably. But so, if you're talking like if we could take it into space gently, gently. And oh, put yeah. it into space, yeah. it wouldn't explode. No, That's what I could have But it, the altitude change wouldn't have anything to do with it. So there's no... Yes, it you, would. No. It would not. What's the altitude difference between here and outer space? 100 miles? So what does altitude have to do with it? What's the correlation? Okay. When I take my water bottle uh -huh. on a plane, mm -hmm. the altitude changes the frequency of it. The frequency, yeah. Or so, like, even, like, so when I take my water bottle... Uh-huh. I don't know if I ever told you this story. In an airplane, I shot my water bottle off like freaking Old Faithful yeah. because I cracked it open uh -huh. and it just went because the uh -huh. pressure had changed. Yeah. Okay. If beer is made of water, yeah. elevation so, does change it. It does. So here's the difference. So going yeah. into space not, at such a quick rate is going to change it. You're, you're talking about the flexibility of the plastic container. No, I'm this talking... This is a metal container. No, no the, water the, changes the elevation. It, it The water doesn't change. The pressure that Within the container, okay, but that's also because of the molecules of the water. Well, like, you, sixth grade science taught me that. That's The water doesn't just remain unchanged. Well, you have air that... Which is why it boils at different water. temperatures at elevation. Well, you have... If, if it boils at a higher elevation, that's because there's less air pressure. So what boiling is, is the surface layer of the molecules. The molecules are the most energy. There's an energy level that is required to surpass, to turn from water to vapor to leave. And that energy level is reduced when there's less pressure on the okay, top so of the water. Okay, so elevation plays, regardless of if it's the water yeah. or the air, uh -huh. elevation plays a fact. And you told me, it plays a part, yeah. and it, you just told on, me it doesn't. On your container. So if you take beer in a keg. No, 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 no. Because container, in the, in the, hold on. Because if you say on the container, mm -hmm. you're like on the container, not on the water. I said the water or the air, regardless of okay. how you want to play it. On the container. Because uh -huh. when I'm boiling, it's an open thing. There's uh -huh. no container. Yeah. So it's not like saying, oh, well, the pot's smaller, so it boils faster. Like that's – it's not the container. 
Well, no, it's the pressure difference, but you're not... Thank you! But there's so, a... So, same what's thing the, goes... What's the pressure difference between right here where we're sitting and outer space? I don't know. 14 and a half PSI. Okay. That's it. Beer so, what's the difference between us and the stratosphere? Beer kegs, the metal and beer kegs, have a uh, hoop strain and a, a longitudinal strain requirement, which is usually above 300 PSI. Okay. And so, at 14... My original answer was no, by the way. That's what I'm saying, but this is this is the logic, so... So you opened your water bottle on an airplane. I'm not a scientist, just so we're clear. So, so this is the difference. If you open the keg of beer in outer space, it would have, basically what an explosion is, is a rapid decompression. You would have a rapid decompression if you opened the keg of beer. If you never opened your water bottle on the plane, it would not explode. Okay. So then no. It wouldn't. It wouldn't explode. But this is... So what are we stumped about then? My friend Kyle asked me this: If you shot one in a rocket up to space, would the keg explode because you had no atmospheric I think, pressure? I think paired with paired with velocity, I think it could. Well, that's a, you're adding strain on the container. That's my whole point: is the steel container can withstand a, a change of fourteen and a half psi. You're not okay. So that's so. Hold on. Here's what we just established: <laughs> is I said, if you could gently take it, no. Uh -huh. And if you couldn't gently take it, yes. Maybe, depending on how gently. But I'm saying, like, this is the comparison. If you And then you're like, well, here's science, and well, I'm right. I'm like, is. no, this no, is no, what I'm I'm not, I said. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just said here's the logic. So the difference, uh, but your difference would be if we shot it into outer space on a rocket and hit it with a hammer versus if we gently wafted it in outer space. That's obviously very different force loads, right? Which matters. It does matter. But we're just talking about taking a keg of beer and placing it in outer space. Boom. Now there's no atmospheric oh, pressure. Oh, no. It's not yeah. going to explode. Exactly. I thought it would. For some reason, I thought it would. Oh, no. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> if a person explodes... <laughs> it will freeze. That was my... It won't explode. It will freeze. If you just yes. put a beer keg... Like <laughs> yes. So that's... There you go. Kyle, you didn't stump Jordan. Congratulations, uh, Kyle. Very I'm nice. I'm not nearly as smart with science as you two are. But that's fine. Uh, but uh, it would not... Oh, so I had to give a shout out to... Kyle's in the program with me, the aerospace program at Sac State. I don't know why, but he stumped me with this, and this is after we were talking about uh, something having to do with clubs on campus ordering cakes of beer. And there you go. It's a little habanero out here. Well, after we do this one, we'll move inside to finish up, and then that way we can just, we'll be like, yeah, we're done recording. Oh, I see. The Trojan horse. Yeah. Uh, so uh. yesterday, yesterday morning, you know, we go over to my grandma's, we make breakfast. My mom mm -hmm. got this, like, really thick-cut bacon. so good. And, uh, well, after we have breakfast, my mom starts making her, her um, family-famous, I won't say world-famous, but family-famous mm. rolls. Okay. And, uh, my mom's not a super gourmet cook. Man, these rolls, like, I might kill, kill yeah. someone for these rolls. Oh, boy. And, uh, she... Starts baking them, especially when they come out of the oven, man. They like melt in your mouth, like oh, like it's like like cotton candy, like but like bread, like it's it's unbelievably good. Mm. And uh, uh. and so they come out of the oven. And my grandma is uh, looking for a job. My mom's like, here, grandma, I want you to, to butter these rolls. I come from behind my grandma, and she has the the butter brush in her right hand. And behind mm -hmm. her, every time she goes to butter a roll, I tap her right elbow. <laughs> <laughs> she misses the roll. And she goes, quit it, and tries to elbow me. And I just stood there and wait, because my grandma, she's very focused. Well, first of all, I will tell her, you know, I'll tell you, well, I'll, if you keep this, our listeners, uh, it's kind of fucked up, because my grandma has dementia. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> but it's really fucked up. In my family, we have this, this relationship hey, where we kind hey. of push each other's buttons. And so it, within the family dynamic, it's appropriate. And she goes, hey, quit. 
and tries to like you know gently throws an elbow like just jerks mm-hmm. her elbow back. She's from New York after all. And uh, <laughs> I just sit there. I don't say anything. And I wait for her, and she just pauses, and I wait for her to decide that it's safe to butter a roll again and tap her elbow again. Because mm-hmm. hey, put it. Yep. And the the more times we do it, the shorter of a time she waits until pretty much I'm. It's like like. Brush, nudge, brush, nudge, brush, nudge, brush, nudge. Like, she she turns around and she goes, you know, if you're not careful, I'm going to butter you. Oh. And so normally, whenever I try to take her, her, her weapon, if you will, from her, she doesn't get bold enough to use it on me. So if she's going to hit me with a book, as long as I try to take the book, she won't hit me with the book. Or if she's threatening to stab me with a fork. As long as I'm trying to take the fork, Just she won't try ooh, to stab me with the fork. She, she would stab you, though. She's a stabby type. And uh, <laughs> so she's threatening to butter me with the brush. Mm. So I think as long as I try to take the brush, she won't butter me. So I grab her wrist, and she looks at me because my grandma's a thug. And she mm-hmm. goes, I don't care about that. And she just moves her fingers down and just starts brushing my arm. Ah, there you go. And so... I let her do. I let her win a little bit, you know, because it's not nice to just bully her. You gotta let her. You gotta mm-hmm. let her win. And I go, well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna butter me, I think I'm gonna butter you. And I grab her hand and grab it in such a way where she can't drop the brush. And I turned her hand around and started to inch it closer to her face. <laughs> go, well, I think it's only fair that I start to butter your face. Just like here, let me draw your eyebrows on for you. And I start to, to bend her arm, and I've never seen my grandma contort her body more. So this oh. is a woman who can barely pick things up off of the floor. I've never seen her. <laughs> Jordan is doing this to his grandma. <laughs> oh, man. Probably somewhere around and I did. I, of course I didn't do it, It was, but uh, it was really funny. Poor grandma. Love that woman. I'm surprised she didn't shank you. Right Love there. that woman. She, she is sucked. She didn't have a knife on her? You're lucky. She probably always has a knife on her. Pass me that bottle, sir. All right, I have a topic for the 2020 Goose. I think we should end the the tasting of the originals here before we do the comparisons on 2020. What do you uh, What happened to you? What are you grateful for? You know, I think we should talk about that. Um, Grapes. Let's pour it. Let's taste oh, it. Have a little bit more. Let's jump in. Yeah, it's a little heavy. That's yeah, a little heavy. But, All right. Um, well, Jordan's feeling pretty good about 2020. <laughs> so what happened to you, man? What's good? What's good in 2020? How'd it go for you? After, hold on, hold on, hold on. After we cheers. Hey, I know, I know. Oh. Yeah. That's got a 17 lightness, but... Somehow it's still full-bodied in a way that it's not as heavy. I don't yeah. understand. Um, but it's good. The aroma is the lightest of all of them, though. Interesting. Yeah. I picked up on that. I don't know. They get like Maybe aging impacts the aroma. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We've learned. Um, it, just smells, it just smells like milk. Chocolate. Okay, so. Mm. Oh, boy. Where where did you really land with 2019 on your grading? Are you still sticking at 70, 75? Oh, yeah. I'm at an 80. So we're going to add 77.5. Don't give me your grade for this. I want you to actually taste the whole glass before you. Um, we'll do the hand warming thing too then. I, I think... You, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So it's for 2020. I think um, 
first quarter of 2020, unknowing to me, I struggled with a lot of anxiety and depression. Mm. Um, the second quarter of 20, well, really the next month, you know, through April. So the first third, if you will, was really coming to terms, was identifying and coming to terms with the fact that I struggled with anxiety and depression, which really all happened in late March, early April. Um, the middle third was me uh, working on myself and getting to a place where I'm very mentally healthy and physically more more healthy. Mm. And then the back third of 2020 was maintaining the second third, and then the last month and a half was sort of putting everything to the test. Mm. Of you know the last month of the semester really tested where I was at. Um, and some things I did really well at, and some things like as far as like mental health and maintaining a healthy lifestyle, because getting a doctorate is hard. Um, yeah. Yeah, sort of. Um, and, and I say that very humbly, like getting a doctorate is very hard. And um, people who tell you it's easy are um, either genius level, gifted, which is one percent of people, or they're full of shit. It's very hard. Um, and uh, for me, most of it's very easy just because it's in a field I'm very naturally gifted towards. Um, but there are, like, you know, the last month, month and a half of my semester is very hard. And um, not in, like, a, oh, man, this is, like, ruining my world kind of way. It just was hard. Um, yeah. And uh, so I think uh, 2020 for me kind of going on the motif we sort of talked about 2020 gave me an opportunity to re it gave me the the time and the opportunity to reevaluate what I thought was working that was actually killing me and uh, I uh, at, to this point I feel like I've made different decisions that have allowed me to find ways to be more productive while working less and uh, for listeners that don't know, I am, at, in this stage of my life, I'm a workaholic. I'm very, very dedicated to my craft. I'm overly dedicated to my craft. Yeah, welcome, Jordan. Welcome. Overly, not welcome. I've always been that. I've really <laughs> been workaholics, that. workaholics uh, non-anonymous. Uh, non-anonymous, <laughs> yeah. And um, at this point, uh, you know, this semester I found a way to, to make it through most of the semester without getting burnt out. This is the first semester in my entire life where I haven't gotten sick. Nice. While there's a global nice. pandemic with an illness, you know, like yeah. um, there you go. Um, it's because you're washing your hands now. He never washed his hands before. <laughs> yeah, I use hand sanitizer every day. This keeps me. He drinks it. Keeps the infection out of my lungs. And uh, <laughs> but um, oh. I think for me, man, 2020 was for most people the land of opportunity, and you either had the gumption to seize it. Or you didn't. And there's no judgment within that. Some people, like, there have been plenty of times without a pandemic that I've had lots of opportunities. And I, it just wasn't in the cards for me to seize things. Yeah. You know, like, it just wasn't in the cards for me to, to do, pick a thing. You know, just to, I mean it gently. Like, I don't mean it to, like, you either got your shit together or you didn't. Like, I don't mean it that way. Like, I just think 2020 presented people with opportunities. You either seized them or you didn't. 
And I hope regardless of whether you did or you didn't, you learned from the experiences and it made yeah, you better. Like I hope. Sure. 2020 to me, man, offered the most improvement any year has offered across the board for people. And improvement sucks. Improvement yeah. sucks. Change sucks. Being better sucks. Like people always say, like I want to be better. We like the idea of being better, but the mechanics without cost. With the mechanics of being better. Yeah, that's where it comes in. It just it sucks. It mm-hmm. always sucks. Like being yeah. better at your job requires you to work more. Being a better spouse in a crappy marriage requires you to spend more time around your spouse and to get you know get to know your spouse better. To be yeah. you know to be better at painting if you're like kind of dreading that you suck at painting it requires you to paint more. Like yeah. like. It requ- like to be better requires you to lean in on things that you're insecure about. Yeah. Like oh, as yeah. a musician, for you know, for our audience, I'll kind of tell you. Like as a musician, there's a difference between playing music and practicing music. So if you hear someone who's who's, you know, making sound, playing music, I mean it differently. Like playing music, you hear someone who's arbitrarily playing music. They might be practicing, mm. or they might be playing what they already know, which mm. is just playing. They might just be playing without the band. Yeah. Versus practicing and honing their craft. Practicing sucks. Playing is fun. I'm a professional musician. Playing music is always fun. I love playing when I know how to play. Yeah. You know, just freestyling on things that are like even improvisation mm-hmm. is a series of things you already subconsciously know how to play. Mm-hmm. Practicing is identifying what you're what you suck at. In twenty twenty was the year of practice. Yeah. And that's hard. Yep. I agree. It's just hard. Like whether you had a good year or a bad year, it's just hard. It's just a combination of where you were at coming into this year versus the circumstances that you're provided. Like people lost businesses this year. Yeah. Like I'm not going to say, oh, well, you didn't have the gumption to seize the moment. No, you were just hit hard. Yeah. There's some shit that happened, which is really, really hard. But for anyone who listens to this, like I can't overstate this. Like we are going to get through this and this is going to turn around. And each and every one of us, if we make the right choices, will come back better than ever. So if if you feel like, I don't know if this is worth this or not, or I don't know if it's worth it, you know, those kinds of those kinds of thoughts, turning your head, like I promise you, they are. Yeah, as long as you you know what you're doing. That's not a 2020 exclusive. That's always been how it works. It's just now that you got kind of slapped in the face and you got to look at it. You know, like. So there's a quote that I really love um, from Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about mm. – um, they asked him about winning Mr. Universe. Yeah. And he said, your ability to win Mr. Universe as a bodybuilder is based on your abil- – like who can suffer the most. Hmm. He goes, I'm a professional bodybuilder. When I go into the weight room – I suffer. Uh, yeah. When I diet in the evenings when I want to eat something, I suffer. He's like, my ability to win Mr. Universe is my ability to endure suffering longer than any one of my competitors could endure suffering. Yeah. That's someone who loved to lift weights. He was asked, how do you become the best weightlifter? He's like, it sucks. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> like, well, yeah. That's, like, you know. Like, okay, and that's not just weightlifting. That's a lot of fields. Like, I don't even talk, like, and so, like, your ability to endure the hardship is, like, can you suffer? Mm -hmm. Can you make really hard decisions that are actually in your best interest for what you say you want? 
yeah. over a long period of time. And it's really hard. Yeah. It's really good, but it's really hard. Yeah. How about you? What's your – I mean, that's my, my 2020 soapbox. So I had planned for many years uh, – you and I talk about the long game a lot. And I actually have a really interesting story. I'm trying to figure out if I can loop it into this or not. Uh, if I don't know how to loop it in, it's going to be really weird. But the long game is something that a lot of people have a hard time thinking about. Where it's not just say, hey, in five years I want to own a house and I have a dog and whatever. The long game is, okay, if I want to own a house in five years, how do I get there? And that's what we're talking about. And this year, for a lot of people, kind of threw a wrench in the gears. And uh, I, I feel very, very grateful. We're talking about gratitude. I'm very grateful for my long term was to have a job uh, this year. And I, I finally got my first full engineering job, like full-time, hired right on. No internship, just straight up. And I, I was very grateful for that. And it was, it's been a very life-changing experience to be able to work and, uh, you know, there's some risk involved working during a pandemic around people that you don't know if they are infected or if they've been careful. I've been I've been careful. I'm responsible for myself, but you can't always assume other people are responsible. And it was a little scary at first because my work, um, you know, I had full gloves and goggles and face mask and full, you know, protective boots. Every, I, was, I was decked out for a few months, you know, and... Uh, I was nervous going to work every day, but at the same time, I was really grateful. I was grateful because I knew a lot of people were having a hard time and struggling, and so for me to complain about having to go to work, that seemed kind of petty. You know, I don't know. But this year, I was able to, um, you know, clear out debt that I've had for years because of this job that I took a little bit of risk going to, and, and I, I wanted to position myself for a future 2021 and beyond, you know, so getting rid of debt was, was crucial. So I had to face that kind of being nervous about the pandemic at first and, and make it happen. Learned a lot. Uh, you know, doing the, the master's program, Sac State, it's, I've learned that this year, this spring semester and this fall semester we just finished, uh, that was, I've learned more than I thought I could in two semesters, and you you were telling me grad school is going to be crazy, and my my fall semester, my first semester, 2019 fall, wasn't that bad. I was like, oh, I can do this. It's not that crazy, you know. It's not that hard. I had a good support system. You know, I kind of knew what I was doing going to the program. You got into the classes, but that's before I was working full time. You know, I was still doing photography, which was a full time gig, but I had really flexible hours, right? So now, spring and fall. I've got this full-time nine-to-five job, plus still doing photography, and the hardest classes that I've ever had in my life. Like it was very challenging, but trying to figure out how to rise to that challenge to everything. I mean, I, I learned so much, man. Like, like this is like my master's degree. Like this, the electives that I took and the things I learned. Man, holy crap! Like coming out the other side, I really I, I appreciate that. I don't feel like I've learned as much as some other people in some of the different programs, but I, I have a different approach to work. I have a different appreciation to be able to go to work every day. I have a different appreciation to cranking out quality work and products and research from the, in the master's program. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Just, you know, to crank things out. I think more I got rewired 
that I did, what I learned, you know, the actual content that I learned. I think I, I was reprogrammed to be more productive and more accurate and more time efficient, like you're saying, you know, be able to produce more in less time. Uh, That's the epitome of grad school. Yeah, I, I really got a, a spoonful this year, man. <clears throat> I really kicked in. That is the epitome of grad school, is you learn so, to crank things out in a time frame where, like, most people, like, that's impossible. Like, nope, not for, yeah, not for master's students. Now it is. Yeah, now I can do it. So that, and then I think my, my bosses have appreciated that. Uh, not being able to see my friends, I don't. I think you know this. One of my one of my love languages is gift giving. I like to give gifts to people that that yeah. mean something. I don't know if you like your. Do you open your gift? I did, which I sincerely appreciate. It's really it's canes and a bottle of Goose Island, just so. And the spork. And the spork. The <laughs> yeah, well, titanium spork. That was so cool. Um, I wanted one for myself. It made me laugh, but I. It's a titanium it. spork. Um, it was a legit titanium. It was great. So. Which I'm actually gonna use when I right um, there because you I go. eat chicken, rice, and vegetables. And for the vegetables, uh-huh. I would rather use a fork. And then you have a spoon for the see for the chicken and the rice. It's a titanium. It's what they use on the space shuttle, Jordan. It's, <laughs> it's pretty great. It's, it's pretty great. And then um, I didn't know what to get for you, so why not break it? Just don't don't fix it until it's broken. Get you canes. I know you love canes. Canes is great. I didn't know what else to do for um, you, man. But you know, 2020. And you know, of it sucks because. Um, I know gift give. I hope gift receiving isn't a huge part of you because I'm really bad at giving gifts because I don't. That's not how I operate. Mm. What's my other one? Well, okay. When it comes to girls, physical touch. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You're not gonna. Don't, don't put your hands on me. <laughs> um, quality time. Quality time. And. Words of affirmation. Oh, no, no, no. I don't give a shit what anyone says. And that's really not true. That, that is not true. That is very true. So No, he does care. Actually, no, because you can't, You always say, I'm actually a very sensitive guy. And sen- what, like I touched you too hard because I'm not allowed to do that. But words words matter to you. They do, but my if I were to pick two, quality time is way more... No, I'm talking about how you receive love. Oh, I'm talking about how, how give and receive. So this is for me. Oh, of how you my give personal, love... Is how you show love is uh-huh. usually through time and gifts. Yeah. So I haven't this year been able to spend time with people mm-hmm. or give gifts, which I to me I, I started using photography as a gift. For me, it's a it's a huge deal. I appreciate that pictures with family members are a moment in time that will never happen again. And sometimes it's something that's that's all you have. And I I've I've dealt with this a lot with my my photography stuff where. I'll take a picture of some clients, and that ends up being the last picture of that person ever taken. And you never know. And I always try to do my best to make sure that those pictures are fantastic because it might be the one. Like I've had clients use that for you know the funeral. That's the headshot or something. You know you never know. So so quality time, spending time with my friends and people I care about, you know, is, is a big deal to me. I haven't been able to do that this year, but it has has made me really appreciate even five minutes if I get to see someone for five minutes or. Like texting you and Logan and Miles, that's just just talking for a minute. That's I've never appreciated it like I did this year. Saying, hey, we can't hang out, guys, but you're my dudes. How you doing? What's going on in your life? You know, yeah. What's happening? Phone calls with my relatives back east. You know, like that's just something I never appreciated. I, I always appreciated it. I I, I definitely Correct. didn't take it for granted. That is but, very true. But this year has meant And you're not just saying way that. More. Quality time has always been incredibly important to you. But In but, fact, when yeah. people won't make time for you, it's usually the people you cut out of your life. Oh, yeah. No mercy. Cut out. 
<laughs> yeah. Fucking that's, cleaver, man. That's, Gone. Yeah. So. And you don't usually, you don't pull out the cleaver from most people. Mm-mm. But this year, I've just I've really appreciated, there's been a lot of people that I'll, I'll get texts from randomly. Like I got a lot of texts for Christmas and for Thanksgiving and, you know, I, I text you, Miles, and Logan a lot. It's just, it's just, that just means so much more since we can't hang out, we can't be together. Um... 2020 has been a year of, of appreciation. I've a lot of things that I've planned for. We're talking about getting back to the beginning where we're talking about uh, the long term, the, the the planning for the future, the end game, right? The long play. A lot of things were supposed to happen for me this year that I've planned for for years. And they came that. into fruition. Like, this is really funny. This is actually kind of a petty thing. It's a little, little tiny thing. So, photography wise, I knew for years. I got a. Like five or six years ago, I bought a, a Canon five or a Canon One DX Mark One, right? Because I used one. The Mark Two had just come out. It's an amazing camera, Mark One. Fantastic. I still use it. I still love it. Great. But I said, hey, when I get an engineering job, when I graduate from Sac State in like 2018, 2019. You didn't buy that five years ago. No. It would have been four years ago. Just you bought in the fall of 2016. Did I? Okay, so that was my second year of grad school. So it was about four years ago. Yeah, about four. Okay, so it was when the when the 1DX Mark II came out. That's when I bought it. Mm-hmm. So I got it used, discount, good deal, fantastic camera. I didn't want to buy a, a Mark Ferrari II. Ferrari of cameras. It's a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Oh man! But yep. the the brand new Ferrari had just come out and it was twice the price, and I said no thanks. But what I did say is, in a few years, when I graduate college, I get an engineering job, I'm gonna take some money. I'm gonna buy the Mark III when it comes out. So the Mark III came out this year. The Koenigsegg. Yes. Okay. So the Mark III came out this year, and I said, you know what? God damn, I wish Logan just listened to this podcast, because I just talked cars. Uh Uh-huh. Miles doesn't care. Miles is laughing again. I just... Damn, Logan... Logan, you got to appreciate Jordan's car knowledge here, okay? He's talked cars. He's working really hard I talked cars you, while talking cameras. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is what I'm saying. So I, I knew I bought I bought a used camera knowing that in a few years I'd graduate from college. At this uh-huh. time, when the Mark III dropped, you buying it? I would have money to buy a You're new gonna one. You're going to buy it in May? I don't, I don't want to. My plans have changed. My, my ideas for my life have changed. I'm However, really thrilled to hear you say that. You don't need it. Interesting, right? You I don't, don't need it. it. But this is the funny part. This year, I had made it the long-term goal to be able to buy one when mm-hmm. it came out. And I do have the option to buy one. I can, but I'm not going to. No, but that's what I'm saying. 2020 has changed that. But this, this was supposed to be... Ferrari Yeah, this year was supposed to be the year that I had a lot of things going. And my perspective changed on a lot of things. You know? Like, a lot of things that I didn't appreciate before, I appreciate sure. so much now. My priorities are a little bit different, you know? My school has changed a little bit. It's a little bit different, but it's kind of changed in a better way, I think, for what I'm trying to do. It's just you know, photography is, is winded down, but that was always a hard thing for me to deal with was, like, around this time of year, Christmas, finals, photography at the same time was always really difficult. My GPA is higher now because I'm not dealing with as much photography because of COVID. Silver lining. It's kind of weird. It's really weird how these things are. I had projected all these things to land at the Dude, same time. There are more percussion right? openings in the job market right now than I've seen. Yeah, and there some you go. of it I'm sure is because I'm paying way more attention to it. But there are three, Maybe. three like fairly big job openings right now in the midst of COVID. And I told you when we we're driving to Rockland Bottle Shop, like mm-hmm. COVID's not going anywhere right now. Yeah. I think it's only going to increase. It's like the idea, and we'll see where this goes. Like I'm not saying this is going to happen, but like. 
the idea that COVID, like a global pandemic, could bring the greatest job opportunity to an overly impacted field mm -hmm. is like mind-blowing to me. Yeah. But this is, yeah, exactly. So it's a silver lining that you didn't expect to ever see. And the things that I had positioned myself for for years to land this year, like, bam, 2020 is going to be the year. It's the year bam. of opportunity. It's the and year of opportunity. What ended up happening was not the year of things that I thought would happen. It's the year of things where I appreciated what I had, what I had earned, things that had opened up for me over the years, and I changed my perspective for new opportunities that I never saw before until now. Because my my approach is different now, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I got back into playing music a lot, and I had forgotten for was a long time. Like, I'm kidding. Well, no, no. So, I'd forgotten. <laughs> no, no, for joke, because time. I play music every day. You do, like, but. I play music. Like, oh, what's that like? <laughs> do do you ever just, just, when you walk up to your marimba, just grab your mallets and just play something random? Yes. Because it sounds good. That, I started doing that on guitar. Yeah. I'd never done yes. that really. So, well, when I yes. told you my my big joke is I'm, I'm not, writing music right now. I'm a composer, thank you. I'm not talking about writing a, a song. I'm just talking about making noises. Well, I do that too. Just sometimes the noises need to be written down. Yeah. So my whole thing is, my my well, my joke was I'm not a musician. I'm just a guitar player, and that, that's what I told you. I've just just made noise for all the years that you and I have ever played guitar together. I'm just a tonal player. I just that's play textures and, and okay. noise. Things that sound cool. So. The jury will ignore that sentiment, please. Oh. He's fucking full of it. It's but not even... this year... And I've since... been avoiding the F word lately, oh, so he's geez. fucking full of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said a bunch. So uh, this no, this year has provided the opportunity for me to dive in even deeper. I told you when I started making the choices on... I just I just put together a new guitar. And yeah. I got the hand pick. He's just a player, specs. though. He doesn't really... Uh, he just put together a custom-built guitar... And now, now he, now he knows. Yeah, oh no, I don't know anything. That's why I realized it's like this rabbit hole is deep. No, 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 so don't be surprised if you feel like you start to know nothing. And you're like, no, man, I don't really feel... No, no, like, I know some yeah. shit. That's what Chris mm. Murray quote without saying. Yeah, like, I did. No, I, did I know, know some shit. shit. And here we are, and he's like, no, I like... I know nothing now. So like, whoa, 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 whoa. I told you that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, we really got into it. Like, I, when I was looking... So I had to give props to Warmoth. Uh, guitars in, in Washington. They great. I went through. I w originally was going to go through Fender through the custom builder master build shop because I have a Time Machine '65 that I love. Great. My, my uncle Dennis that passed, and I just uh -huh. R.I.P. I don't want to. I don't want to touch it. I, it's exactly how a it is. A dude who always meant well. Oh yeah, he did. He he taught me most of the things always, that you and I utilized constantly for me when we got signed. You. He's the one. You. Well, no, no, he's the one that when we got signed to our, our first label that he talked to me about what's going to happen and how it works and it's oh. not all prestigious. I was in his front yard and said, hey, here's what to expect because you're just a little guy and they're talking about big fish. Oh, you're right. I was there and he was like, by the way, your label's full of it. Yeah, he's the one. Like, it's Uncle Dennis. Is the no, they're one. not. They're big. He's like, oh, no, no, they're always big. Yeah. It's like, 
He's like, you just got sold, son. He's like, oh, dang, Uncle Dennis has put the hurt on me. Yeah, he helped us navigate he was, all that he bullshit. Was, he, so that is, and then he taught me everything about guitar right. tone and every, the, all the stuff that we really liked that I I brought to the table was from Uncle Dennis. So you that always meant well, but but this year I got to I got to dive into his legacy, which for me uh, very we, meaningful. We have I'm not even I'm not even saying for you is meaningful. I th- oh. I can just I can already see, you know, musician lineage, you know, even not even musician lineage, but just uh, common career path lineage. Being able to have the baton passed to you would be hitting, like. Oh, I wish, man. Like uh, at some point, you know, like I was supposed to be a blue collar like carpenter kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. this is the first generation in my family that hasn't had a carpenter in the last 125 years. You know, like yeah. like I get, I totally, get, I totally get it. Well, but that's like, the thing is, is his son, my cousin Neil, is a fantastic drummer. He's he's a cool jazz drummer, you know. And then you know I'm the guitar player in the family. My cousin Kristen plays drums and guitar. She's great. Uh, but my uncle Dennis and I, we both we're just guitar players and i so is uncle skip really uncle skip plays guitar and flute and clear but he's a musician i would argue versus a guitar player my uncle dennis was a guitar player he didn't my uncle skip wrote the music my uncle skip was the music genius guy he wrote all the songs he wrote all the instruments my uncle dennis was the one that taught me about how to hold the guitar different and you get these slightly different sounds out of it. Or, hey, this amplifier, when you turn the knob to here a little bit, makes a little bit different a tone, depending on if you want to play rock or jazz, or this is a little thing here. He's a guitar player, and that's where I got a lot of my textural guitar stuff from. And it just, just like, I dove into that this year. I never fully appreciated it until this year when I ordered that guitar from Warwood. And I got to pick basically everything that I wanted because, well, I, originally like I said I went to Fender, and they didn't want to play ball. They said all or nothing, but they didn't have the options I wanted. So Warmoth had everything. You you pick everything under the sun for Warmoth, everything you possibly could ever want. And I had to learn all the things that my uncle Dennis had always tried to teach me about types of wood and how they sound and how you play and your attack and all these things. You'd be proud things. though. And You'd be proud. But that's, you know, that guitar is, is inspired by his 65 Strat that I inherited. It's just a little bit, it's a little bit more modified for how I play. Yeah. But it's but foundationally his 65 Strat. I would even argue, though, that his Strat, his guitar got you thinking about how to find your guitar. It definitely did, because I had, I... Which I, is cool. Yeah, like, it's, it's you know, you and I talk about the idea hole, of legacy a lot. Yeah. And that's actually pretty cool. Is that mm-hmm. you know his mm. passing and his what he decided to do? So what he left behind yep. were really rare, really amazing sounding guitars and amplifiers. And it changed and your pedals. trajectory. It changed my trajectory. Well, actually, I'll even argue like Neil chose to change your trajectory. Neil was yeah. like, "Hey, I'm not a guitar player. I want you to have this because you'll appreciate this." Mm-hmm. And I, I was sh- no, 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 dude. Seriously, Jordan, I don't know if I told you, but he handed me that 65. I was shaking. I, I was like, I can't. I can't take this. This is like ridiculous. I can't. Like I was. I, he, he's like, just play it. Just do. Take it. Play. I was like trying to play it, and I couldn't physically play it. I was so like. That's so cool. Thrown off, man. That's and so the cool. original case and everything, like. Oh, it's so cool. So check this out. When I put my new guitar together, the brand new one, the one I just got like you know three weeks ago from Mormoth Hall, 
custom handpicked. Everything's handmade. Even the pickups are handmade. Everything's fender lights. Everything's it's, it's legit. Uh-huh. It sounds amazing. I went through my uncle's stuff that I had. I'd been given some of his effects pedals and some things in a bag and whatnot. And I found a set of strings, the ones that I play. He had a set of strings that he hadn't put on. So I, the strings around my guitar that you played are my Uncle Dennis's set of strings. Nice. So I thought That's it was cool. only fitting from the stuff that I was given from him that his strings I would put on my guitar for the first time. Yep. I put it together. It's cool. And it's just... So we're getting back to 2020. You can't, I mean, just the appreciation for really the things that matter have been amplified so much. Like, what's important to you? You know, not the frivolous stuff that you take for granted. What's, I guess you do take some of it for granted. Everyone does. But the things that are really important, they stuck out. And that's 2020 for me. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. Well... On that note, let's finish this off. So how do you feel about this 2020? This is good, man. It's good. So so this is my thing. If, if I were to tell someone to try Goose Island, I wouldn't want them to try any of the older variants. I would have them start with 2020. So here, try this one. Hold on. If they want to try Goose Island and they weren't a stout drinker, I'd say 2020. Yeah. If they were loved, if they truly loved barrel-aged stouts, yeah. I'd be willing to pour them some of 2016. Or, Ooh. or we between the Ooh. two of us, we between the two of us, they do have a 2017 that they can absolutely be a part of. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2016, okay, we're a little bit more ter- territorial on, mm-hmm. but like if someone really appreciate appreciated it, I would put them on 16. Yeah. Or at least test Man. them on 17. 17, definitely. I'd be down. All right, what would you grade the sets? This is like an 88 to 90. Okay. Maybe even an A minus, like a 90 to 92. I don't know. Okay. I was going to say 88. Okay. I'm going to say 90. Okay. It's so an A. It's, we'll, I mean, we'll it's add, an A. We'll add 89. So this is a five-year rolling average? <laughs> is that what we're calculating right now? Plus 89. Five by five. Ah. Over the course of five years, they've averaged out to a B, 85.2. That's pretty good. Which, to be clear, though, that's with three of the years being either a B-plus to a fully-fledged A or a C to a D. Yeah. You know, like 18 really tanks that average. Mm-hmm. Um, 17 doesn't – or 19 doesn't help it. But three out of five years, it's been – as low as an 88, between 88 and 100. Yeah. Which I think Coconut Narwhal and Molo Blaster would, would, would take 2020. I think they yeah. would take 2020. Take 2020. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I can see that because 2020 isn't as complex as we thought it might be compared to 17. I remember well, I'm interested. The, then the caveat is I'm interested to see how it ages. Hmm. So my point is 2020 is not as complex as 17, which is aged for a few years, which that might be... I would agree. Get our experience in aging stouts, they can say it's the same recipe, but they're not producing the same beer. Yeah. So something has shifted. And it could be the difference in water, the difference in growing conditions for the hops, the difference in growing conditions for the malt, 100%. I'm not even faulting the, the breweries. Who but knows? You know, it's just... 
But it's really cool to be able to sit here and do this five years in a row. What I will say, though, is what I think we've really established is that 2016, maybe 2017. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to really delineate between the vintages now. I'll even say 15, 16, 17. That can be the podium. Yeah. But 18, 19, 20. Like, I'm not willing to hear that Goose Island... Goose Island in and of itself is necessarily the... Oh, man. Hold on. Before I even finish that sentence. You every time Listerine for your mouth there, sir? Every time we've said that, though, I've been <laughs> wrong. Every time we've said that. And that's the thing is we don't have a track record of being correct. Well, the problem is that we haven't had vintages of Coconut Narwhal. We haven't had vintages of Mallow Blaster. You know, we, we can do... Okay, juice, Mallow Blaster not... is better than this. It is. This 2020. Mallow yeah. Blaster. We just had Mallow straight Blaster up. last week. Straight up. Mallow or Blaster Straight up or aged. This. That's what I'm saying. So, oh. aged Mallow Blaster is better than like, 2020. Wreck this. Yeah. Wreck this. So. But my issues with 2020 are really more in its potency. Mm. And an aged Mallow Blaster was more potent than 2020. And that yeah. Mallow Blaster, here's where it, it was aged for a year and a half, but aged in a refrigerator versus yeah. aging in a cold refrigerator is really anywhere from 30 to 50% of the actual aging time. Yeah, it's way less. It's way less versus a non-aged 2020. Yeah. And every beer we've had has become more mellow mm -hmm. in some restraint. And that Mallow Blaster was way more potent than 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's why, like, Mallow, oh. like the podium to me is still co aged Coconut Narwhal, Mallow Blaster, Ooh. and... I'm going to put an asterisk, 15, 16, 17 goose is the first, like, if you were to m make me delineate between vintages, 15, 16, 17 goose is the podium. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you put 17 ahead of 15 or 15 ahead of 17? 15 is ahead of 17. Ooh. 15 had more body. 15 was just a boozier 16, full-bodied. 17 has way less body. And 17 think, does have less body. Okay. Mm. I think I like the body on 16. I think I like how full it was. It's very – it's not more complex. I would say just more well-rounded. It's just a more more of a beer, you know? Yeah. I get it. 16 is still the goat to me. Yeah. But uh, – oh. And it's it's not close. Like, it's close, and, like, if you look at the numbers, it's close. But, like we said, like, that that jump between 95 to 100, or in your case, 92 to 100, is a huge jump. It's a huge jump. That's a lot of effort. That's a lot of effort, a lot of craftsmanship. But 16 and 17 are... Well, for you, 16... Well, 17 and 18 are... I'd or, take or, a sorry, 17. Sorry, 17 and 20 are pretty close. I think 20... I would rather have a 20 over 18. And 19. Uh, and 19. I don't... I think 18 has a little bit more of the character. 20 is no, no, good. No, no, no. 18 is the weak link. 18 is number 5. Fuck that. Yeah. 19... This version, this 19 that we had here, is not the same as the 19 we had a year ago. I think this 19 is in the lineage. It has the flavors. It tastes Agreed. right. I think this, like this, it's is the same recipe. 20. The ingredients <laughs> must a supplier shipped yeah. it somewhere because it's not the same beer. Like it's very clearly no. not the same beer. That last last year we had to completely delete that from our memories. And the 18 apparently. Yeah. Well, the 18 is just the 18. It's just how it is, man. That's how it was last time we had it. Not super great. Yeah, this is not good. It's just the 18 is not good. Yeah. So. Okay, so I want to see if we move inside, if you can get your dad to come to the table for a minute. Oh, yeah, let's do it. have the tape recorder going. Let's do it. I'm going to flip it upside down, too, so you can't see the blinking red light.
Bloop. Alright. So, first of all, I'm not a big fan of barrel aged. Sure, that's fine. You can come to your own opinion. He likes bourbon and whiskey, Irish whiskey mostly, but. I mean, you've you've thought most of the beer I've given you has been terrible, so I'm not prepared for a a wonderful response. Just like soy sauce. Okay. Wow. That's usually what he says. Give him 19. 19? Okay, here. Turn on the 19. Wait. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, there. Hold your glass on. Don't spill it. <laughs> okay, that's good. There you go. All right, 19. What do you taste in the 20? Do you taste the stone fruit? Do you taste dark chocolate coffee? You taste, taste dark coffee. A little bit of vanilla. Chocolate. The oakiness. Because mm-hmm. the oak Maybe a little oakiness, some vanilla. Does it, does well, it like honey no. badger piss or is it pork no, and piss? Okay, okay. Mm. All right. Salty and Asian. No. I have no interest in trying that shit. You're pouring big samples the way he's downing them. He, you know, I tried to pour a little bit, but does it taste different from 2020? It's different, right? Yeah. A little bit different. How would you say it's different? It tastes lighter. Hmm. Correct. Yeah, we thought 2020 Correct. had a lot more body. We don't know why, but it did. These are all the same recipe. And we bought that bottle when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it's been stored. It's stored easier effectively. to drink than the 2020. Yeah. Well, wait till or you get maybe s- it's just because it's my second taste. Well, wait till you get to uh, 17. So 17 is, I, I think we think, or 18 or 17. 18's really we drank them in the opposite order. We drank them so. 16 to 20. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see. Well, that was chocolate here. Yeah, they're a little different, right? But this one's also very light. It's not it much more chocolatey. All right. I agree. Ah. But it's also not much on the back end either, right? It's not as heavy. So this is where we start getting to like 17. Oh, 16, no, 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 no. Oh. Let him have his own opinion. Okay. Sorry. I'm not trying to don't, muddy the waters here. I don't want a guided tasting. I want what he thinks. Okay. 2017. Done. Don't taint, the, don't taint the elections. So results. did you guys go in a certain order? We went yeah. 16 to 20. Yeah. But it's funny. I didn't argue with him about this, but I this for this podcast, I actually thought it might be cool because the last time we did something like this, we went so we went 15 to 18 because we started with 2015 two years ago when we did this. I thought it might be cool to go 2020 to 2016. So you're sort of the test case. I'm interested to see if you come up with different tasting notes going in an opposite order. But so far, you're perfectly lined yeah. with us. So that's why he starts to okay. give you a guided thing. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we're, we're 60% of the way there. I want to see. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you are doing a test, you should do it both ways. Yeah. But then, you're the you're the, you're the But you pick. should do the, it both ways. That's fine. We have extra beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you should clear your palate and then go back to mm, the Yeah. I'm game. Super game. <laughs> So this is 17. I'll probably knock him out before he finishes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not as chocolatey as the 18. What else do you taste? Agreed. How else is it? What What are you thinking? What's everything? I don't know. I think everything. Is it sweeter? Is it bitter? Is it no. that was more? More or less. I mean, the chocolatey taste gave it kind of a bittery chocolatey taste. But, yeah. But this one doesn't have. 
Does have a lot of malt, not very much malt. Do you drink. feel like this one has like a boozier thing going for it, or less boozy, or like more of the whiskey with the bourbon it's idea? Just less. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of different indicators on these, you know, kind of that change. Would you agree it's different though? Yeah. Okay. Better like or worse? Said, it's not as chocolatey as the one before. As 18? Yeah. But is it better than 18 or worse than 18? Uh, Which one's your favorite so far? I don't know. 18 or 17. Mm. Okay. okay. All right. You want to try 16? Uh, yeah. This is our, our greatest beer of all time right here. This is like the Your best favorite? thing. It's my all-time favorite. This year of this beer. And to be honest, is, this has been like case studied with, within our beer drinking experience to where like even if he says he doesn't like I don't even care. Like I just I can't, I can't <laughs> deny the science that has gone into us testing that. Yeah. It's at least the very best barrel-aged stout we've ever had. Mm -hmm. Who makes it? It's all the same recipe. Supposedly, yeah. we kind of disagree with that. Where is this brewery at? Chicago. Oh. Yeah, it does taste like everything blends pretty well. Mm-hmm. Just the right amount of chocolate taste, just the right amount of coffee. <laughs> This could not have gone better. <laughs> yep. It's got yep. this balance, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. There this is, uh, what, five years old now? Four years old? So. Yeah. Oh, wow, four years old. And I still have, I have two more two more bottles left. Yeah. Mm. That's the best one, I'd say. Mm. I don't like go. any of them. No? Dab. <laughs> that's the least worst? Yes. <laughs> the least worst. So when we crack open another bottle oh. for, Chris's, for Chris's graduation... Yeah. Yeah, what? that's definitely the best one. Sixteen goose, at least of the five gooses. That's good stuff. So here's the here's the funny part of the five gooses. Twenty sixteen is the best, and he and I did a lot of stout comparisons with probably twenty seventeen. Because we actually of the five, our least favorite is twenty eighteen. Yeah. But uh, I I think that might have been my second favorite. Eighteen. Yeah, again. I like that chocolatey, bitter taste. Yeah. Sure. You know? Try it again. Yeah. A little bit. Um, back to back. But uh, I think you might like 17 better than 18. Mm. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. This is the last thing I'll force you to drink. Okay. And then you can drink whatever you want after that, but there's a lot of things I'll force you to drink. What is this? Oh, you're in the podcast, by the way. Oh, you're recording right now. Uh-huh. Well, thanks for telling me. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't burp and fart, huh? <laughs> That's fine. That's part of the deal. You edit that out now, right? No, we leave it in. We burp all the time on the podcast. Mm. You still like 18 more? I think so. Mm. Too bad to rank them. To me, the way you ranked them sort of sounded like 16 was the best, 18 was your second favorite, mm -hmm. 2017. Maybe the third favorite. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember what these were. Hmm. 
Well, there's plenty of you here to try. The first one... In 2019? I didn't like much. You didn't like 2020 very much? Interesting. We think that's the closest to the original, well, for us, original is 15, 16, 17. That one's kind of light. Mm-hmm. But I like it. Mm. Yeah, actually, I do like that one better. 2020 or 2019? 2020. I like it better than the 7, or the 18, I mean. Oh, 2019. So these, this would be my ranking, I think. Wait, wait, wait. 16. You just had 2020. 20. Mm -hmm. And you like that better than 17? Yes. And 19 is your least favorite? I think so. Interesting. So this was our least favorite. Yeah. So I would say it's by far the most drinkable. But as far as our expectations of what this beer specifically is supposed to be, yeah, we don't like it as much. I think it's the most, I think it's the most drinkable of the five. It is very drinkable. I mean, that, that's probably why I like it. I had no expectations. Sure. That's really cool. Um, I'm so thrilled, though, that you agree. I Can you like taste the difference of it, though? Yeah, like, it's, there's something to it. It's got more to it. Well balanced and very drinkable compared uh, for a, a bourbon barrel aged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for which sure. I'm not fond of, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's my opinion. Cool. Yeah, my 2020, 28, or sorry, 2016, 2018. What's the ranking? He, uh, so I'll tell you, we're still on the air. Uh, 2016 is the GOAT. Yep. From someone who self-proclaimed doesn't love bourbon barrel stouts. Well, out of these. Out of these. It's the best. 2016 of these five is the best, followed by 2018, mm. followed by 2020, followed by 2017, and followed by 2019. Interesting. So, I told him, though, that our rankings are sort of based on the expectations of what this beer is, quote-unquote, supposed to taste like. Mm -hmm. You guys have the same rankings, though. No. We had, well, the five, well, between, of the five, he and I had the same. Ours was 2020, or 20, 2016. But you, you two agreed on all of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 2017, 2020, 2019, 2018. See, that's just, that so means we, that you're just basing everything on your expectations and not your personal taste. Unless you guys have exactly the same personal taste, which is well, so there is good. some of be, some of the variable is expectations, but some, some, or a lot, some, some, actually some. Okay. So I went in, and here's how I know: the last bottle of 2017 we had actually wasn't very good. Yeah. And bad. I was unbelievably surprised that this bottle of 2017 was very good, which means. Likely. When did you have your last bottle of 2017? Two years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. But there's a lot of factors. A lot of variables. One, how it was aged, if the store stored it properly. Mm -hmm. um, True. And then two, um, you know, preference of palate. And then three, um, maybe we got a bad bottle when we opened it. Because that is kind of a thing with brewers. Possible. But we have a bottle of 2017 that was stored 
that I own that was stored by the brewer and released in a boxed set that I bought a year ago and has been effectively stored for the last year. And so has with 18. So, deal. so they age these in bourbon barrels. Mm -hmm. yeah. So now, because these two to us are the top two, I actually want to do a side-by-side -side comparison if... Because this isn't the first bottle of 2016. All these 2016s that we have were bought from the same store and kept in the same conditions, and they still turned out the best. And I want to know if the 2017 that was kept by the brewery and then kept by me in comparable conditions is actually better now that we think, because we think that we just had a bad bottle or it was just stored improperly. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many barrels do they use? Quite a few. So we think if the brew if the bottle was left for a box set, right? Then I have that bottle. If there was a bottle of Goose Island that could take down the 2016 Crown, and are they all supposed to be the same type of bourbon barrel, the same batch of bourbon barrels? Essentially, these are made the same every year. Yeah, I'm just talking about what they're stored in. The barrel yeah, so supposed to be the same barrel, same grains, same hops, yeast, everything. They well, do. you know, even bourbons can vary. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. point in case is the 45 dog. Oh, yeah. Whiskey. That one bottle we got, it's really good. Then we got another bottle, and it had a funny taste. Mm -hmm. Same batch. That's true. Same batch. Different batch. Different year, different batch. Same recipe. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. you know. But that's what we're talking about here. Is we, that's what we think happened with that original bottle of 17 that we opened. There's something wrong with it. Something wasn't 100%. And even we're this bottle of 18 was better than the last bottle of 18 we had. We just don't like it as much. Right. Um, I mean, even if they got the recipe exactly the same, the same ingredients were the same, it could all be because of the barrel was different. You know, the way 100%. they aged the bird. Uh, you know. No, we, we, I mean, we're well aware. But, you know, under... That's sort of, to us, it's sort of the science is like, you know, if it's been tested multiple times and 2016 still seems to come out ahead, odds are, pound for pound, all things are considered equal. 2016 is probably going to be, whatever they did in 2016 where, is probably going to yeah. end up being better. Yep. Oh, you know, everything came together in 2016. Yeah. And those bottles were stored right, and we purchased them, and we stored them right, and all kinds of variables just lined good, up. Good barrels, uh -huh. good recipe, good mm -hmm. ingredients. I mean, this is more balanced after sitting in a closet or on a shelf for four years. Like, that's what's kind of amazing to me. It's like, well, and this was better balanced two years ago. It was better balanced. Like, we've had more bottles than just the one two years ago. So this has always been the best one? Yeah. 2016? Uh-huh. Yeah. And even when we've had stouts from other breweries, we've thought, like, oh, man, these come close. And then we're like, you, well, Did you go back and listen to your old podcast? Not yet. Nah. To figure out what you were saying? Um, so I listened to my rankings. I ranked it 20, 2016, 2015, 2018, 2017, because 2017 turned out so poorly. But there isn't another 2015 to reconfirm. Um, it was interesting. This 17 was really good. This 18 wasn't good, and it was in the possession of Goose Island for most of the time that we've had. Well, yeah, most well of the it's time his second favorite, so to us it wasn't good. To him it was great. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there's the so, the personal preference. Hundred percent. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. But we're talking about 
But I kind of like the chocolatey flavored one better than you guys do. Yeah. That's my purpose. But we're talking about all the variables considered. The 18 was produced and stored by the manufacturer, Goose Island. And then Jordan bought it a year ago and stored it properly. So this had the best chance of tasting the best. And it's still, for us, our least favorite. But for you, it's up there. But that's why we're saying he's got a 17 that was in the same pack produced and stored by the manufacturer properly, and we've stored properly, so we're excited to see that this 17 was so much better that maybe the next 17 might be even better. And the 18 had every chance in the world to well, us. We this like 18 that was stored good. by the brewery yeah. ended up being better than the last 18 we huh, had, which is definitely. what got me thinking, well, well, wait a minute. If that 17 was stored in the same conditions and it was better, mm-hmm. it might actually be better than the 17, which begs the mm-hmm. question is, is it better than a 16? Because if we've done enough, like, you know, case study of the 16, mm-hmm. which I think we have, to identify that this is the best one, I still have two more bottles. I told him, like, well, we're going to save that very specific 17, which is still in the, the, the box that came in, mm-hmm. and we're just going to pour them side by side and see which one so will have better. So rankings been consistent as the years went by? Year well, year? 17 changed because we had a bad bottle. Versus last time and this time. Right? More, so, more or less, yes. But, but 17 has jumped up this year. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Uh-huh. Well, 19. 19 was different. We had it last year. And we I argued, still liked it more than 18. Well, this 19 this year was better than 18, but the 19 that we had last year, was it almost tasted completely different than this 19. It's true. So there's another chance that we had a bad bottle last How year. it's stored plays such a huge role in it. So it can change... Like we could do this in another year, because Chris, we have enough. We don't have another 18, um, but we could do this in another year with a 16, a 17, a 19, a 20, a 20, 21, and 19 could be like, oh, this is actually better than the 17, based on how it was mm-hmm. stored. Like if we yeah. didn't get to it soon enough to store it effectively, yeah. and the owner who had it didn't store it, which is something we talk about on the podcast. Is sure. like, there's always a mark, like any scientific. But experiment. tell me, do you like them all? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah, they're yeah. all good. Like yeah. if someone was like, "Hey, I have 2018 goose. Pour it. Let's do this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, yeah. I'd say no thanks. I don't like it even. <laughs> really? Yeah. Not even 18 goose? No. No. So at my graduation party, you're not gonna partake in the 16 or possibly 17 goose with us? Um, probably not. Oh. Let you guys, you know, indulge yourselves in that. So I was gonna bring this up. The one time you and I had a. Um, we had the Infinite Void aged in Four Roses bourbon barrels. And we oh, started that's, off... That's towards the That's podium. the one that I was talking about. That I can remember. So we, we started off by it's drinking... It's not better than 2016. But it's, it's, it's not. It's, but it's, it's, it's towards the podium of but the we, things we talked about. That we, we pre-gamed that beer with like a half a shot of Four Roses bourbon. And so mm. that might be what... I don't know what kind of bourbon barrels they use for these, but that definitely helped bring out some of the Four Roses flavor in that beer. Have you ever been interested in Boilermakers? Where like if you take you know a beer and find a way to pair the whiskey and the beer, it might actually make the experience a little bit better. Yeah. Mm. I haven't but done I it yet. I, I, like the, I think I would prefer just taking a shot of beer, a whiskey and drink a beer as opposed to putting the whiskey in the beer. Sure. Because mm. I like beer. I don't like it. My beer tastes like whiskey. Mm. And I don't like my whiskey to taste like beer. It's too weird. <laughs> yeah. So this barrel thing really isn't your thing, then. 
What's that? Is, so this barrel aged thing probably isn't like because I taste the whiskey sort of flavor in a lot of these beers. And if you don't like that taste in your beer, then you're of course you're not gonna like. You know what I mean? Like you're just not your palate. Like you're just not gonna personally be drawn to this style. Versus someone like Miles, he actually thinks that the beer that tastes like his whiskey. It's pretty great, even though it messes up his stomach. Go well, figure. It but almost ruined Christmas. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But some of the whiskeys that have been aged in beer barrels, those are pretty good. Oh, the Jameson really Stout like and IPA. Yeah, they don't taste like beer, but they're good. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Jameson IPA Stout is, or the IPA uh, Caskmates, that one has a lot more bouquet than the Stout Caskmates. Yep, and I like the colors, so. too. The color looks good on them. Yeah. And the taste, they're, they're smooth. Yeah. They're good, but they don't taste like beer. Huh. Whereas these do taste like a bourbon barrel. So, yeah. The beer, the yeah. beer-infused whiskey thing that uh, the owner, whoever makes the Bodhi. Um, uh, uh, Grinding his distillery. He had his try was mm-hmm. really good. Oh, they had it was beer that had gone bad, and they just fermented it longer into whiskey, right? Is that what the process was, or was it different? What? I think that's what it was. Wasn't I it? don't think that was it. I don't no? remember. All right, I'm talking on my butt. But um, I thought it was beer that they had not wanted to release, and then they fermented it either longer or he with took, whiskey. Hold on. If that was the case, then he took a portion of it. Basically, he let it ferment long enough to where he could just sort of subtract the alcohol content from it mm-hmm. and then make whiskey using it, and that's why it was like a yeah, it was like a beer whiskey. It was actually pretty good. It tasted mm-hmm. like whiskey, but if you knew, if you if you were like he and I and had tried, you know, hundreds of kinds of beers and knew knew going into it that it was beer whiskey, you so could kind of like the boiler maker. You could you kind could of sort of you could yeah. sort of find it, but had I not told you, to me, and I'm not a huge whiskey drinker. To me, it just sort of tasted like whiskey, but I could taste like the malt flavor from the beer if I was like told going in. He was like, oh, this kind of like. Beer drinker, tell me what you think of this. Like, oh, I can kind of taste this and this and this, mm-hmm. knowing that it should be there. But I don't know enough about whiskey tasting to have done that to you right off the bat. That was I'm a really not, cool idea. I'm not nearly... I have a lot of learning to do on whiskey drinking before I can do that. Well, I'm not an expert either on beer well, or, whis- or whiskey. Well, saying what might help you is just taking a shot of that Rubicon... And then drinking some of this. Yeah. See if it pulls the flavors out. Do you think that desensitizes the whiskey flavor? That's what I would think. Or do you think it emphasizes the whiskey flavors because that's what your palate's looking for? When you and I, I did it, for me. It. Well, when you and I did it with the uh, Four Roses so from uh, New Glory, it made me taste more of the Four Roses flavor. It primed my palate for that flavor. But that's me. I was looking for it. But I think if you have different experience, I'm not sure. But whoa, whoa, whoa. don't drink that yet. No. I think you should take a sip and see what you taste. I'm just and then take a, a swig of the whiskey and then take a sip and see if it changes. Oh. Oh. All right, cut him off. He's had too much. Got too much stuff here. He's had too much. I thought we had an open one here. He dropped the lemon supreme cake. He dropped the cake. That's not good. And the uh, double chocolate. Oh, that's a good whiskey. Oh, okay. This is there we go. Recorded. There we go. 
else we get down here? Wasn't there an open... There's a bullet. But you wanted to try the Rubicon, right? Is there a Rubicon open? There was. A... We drink it all. And we might drink it all. Yeah. Whatever bottle you want to use. Don't matter. Let me put glasses to However you want to do it. If you want to, don't feel like you got to open this bottle. All right, let me, uh, scoot over here. You can't overstate that. You use whatever bottle you want to use. So I want you to notice here that the engine 49 barrel strength is the same, almost the same whiskey. You could use the, the open yeah. engine 49 if you'd rather use that. But this is barrel strength. It's like 60%. This is like 50%. So it's Whatever. Either way. Same place this did. Yeah, that's... I mean, those two are great, and then the original, the Bodhi Fino was really great, right? So, All right. Yeah. Uh, what kind of glasses do you want, Dad? Just the small glass right there. Right yeah. Where's Dad? Okay. This will be interesting. Mommy, you gonna partake? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? You wanna go with the high alcohol content, or? How much you have it? Hmm? How much you have it? We have a little tiny bit. It's probably not going to make much of a difference. A little sip. Just do the engine 49. Don't yeah. feel like you got to crack open the Rubicon. I'm going to crack it open eventually. Anyway, it doesn't right. matter. Well, then you guys decide. How about that one? This one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do that one. All right. That's even less. That will be better. Yeah, it's a very, very good whiskey. It is. It's a good whiskey. This is Basil Hayden's. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Great. I think that Rubicon I bought extra one as a present for my advisor anyways. I think I'll buy another one. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so go for it. Just, yeah, well, I mean, give it to him. You've had that for so long. Thanks, Professor. We're going to drink your whiskey. <laughs> uh, hold up. Hmm. Beer first. Beer first. Beer first. Beer first. Then whiskey. Then whiskey. And then he beer again. Have, this is 16. He doesn't have 16. So you have to give him a little bit. Yeah. No, that's okay. I'll do. No, no, no. no, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. No, you, no, it's not the same. Okay. Smell it. Taste it. Beer first. That's like soy sauce. Exactly like soy sauce. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm actually chocolate. really pumped to see if this changes anything. And a sweet. That's really good. That is a good bourbon. I'm not a hard alcohol drinker. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Rachel turned me on to that. Mm -hmm. She had some of that in her that, apartment. That's nice. Um, this doesn't taste any different, by the way. It just, it just tastes like chocolate. After having the burger. Just chocolate. Doesn't taste any different to you. Well, to me, it just tastes more chocolatey. That's what I mean. Because, yeah. like, it completely, to me, it sort of removes that barrel aesthetic that, like, oaked. Just cancels out. It sort of, yeah. like, shocks your palate to the oak. Chocolatey and sweet. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It actually cancels it instead of enhancing it, which is kind of cool. And that's just with this beer. It might change depending on the beer you're talking about. But There you go. Yeah. Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine we did this a year or two years ago with six bottles instead of before we did like half of them. We didn't drink the whole thing. I think we came back the next weekend later and tried. We to drank the them, first three and drank samples of the next three and then killed the next three later. And we're just like, no, nah, that's too much. 
Ugh. Or nearly this um, cognitive. No, or we weren't as scientific either, like the exploration here. That's cool. See, so, the whiskey does change it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. Well, that was good. Thank you, gentlemen, for Absolutely. including me. Yeah. You want more? We got plenty nope. more. I we got like two bottles worth of beer. Here. I still got. <laughs> I still got a Sierra Nevada hazy. Ooh, yeah, that's sweet. Uh, after so this, it's gonna uh, be like nothing. We've, we've ranked the bottles. We've even done a you know impromptu experiment. Yeah. Let's uh. Well, we're gonna have more whiskey if you want. Oh, sweet. I think we're Thank good. Thank you, Kelly. Let's, yeah, uh, let's end it here. This is this is cool. It's um, a good night. It's a good pair. Or a good good flight. Sixteen still to go. And uh, cheers, guys. Have a good night. Cheers.